Welcome to Aquarian Anarchy, everyone. Our quote for tonight comes from Albert Einstein. Science can flourish only in an atmosphere of free speech. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that like the opposite of what we've been witnessing? <laughs> for sure. With that, I am Chad. You see Marcus and Nico down at the bottom. And up at the top right corner, I don't know who this is because um, you know, <laughs> he invited Marcus and Nico to come on his show. But he just did. I guess he's too good for me. I don't know. I don't know. Chad, you're a fed. You're a fed. He didn't. Oh, want to you're saying I know. Yeah. I'm just fucking with him. I uh, they Marcus and Nico wanted to have you on the show, but I vetoed. So uh -huh. we're gonna ban you right now. No, I'm just joking. Sean Ongley, uh, welcome, welcome to the show. I had to do tough. it. Look, I had to. I told. I told the guys I was gonna mess with you. So that's actually why I wanted to do the intro. I'm gonna let I Marco. You're teasing Marco. me because I didn't invite you on my my little live correct. stream that gets like that is correct. A dozen that is correct. Yeah, because I went. I went and watched you interview Marcus and Nico, and I was just like, I'm waiting. He cried, I'm man. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Tears. I'm waiting. I'm gotta spread it out. Gotta like, spread man. it out. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, anyway, welcome, brother. I'm gonna let Marcus do a, a, a more proper introduction because uh, he got to spend a lot more time, and uh, and he and he and Nico both. Maybe I'll let them both kind of uh, dabble in like what what yeah. they uh, what they. Sean's my boy. Sean's yeah, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Damn. So 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 I'll start it off. I, I met Sean when he reached out to me to uh, have me on his show. Had a wonderful conversation. You should uh, links to his YouTube channel are down below. Had a wonderful conversation, largely centered on spiritual topics, which is something I love to talk about. And um, and it was I found that he has a, a wonderful personality. Um, he comes to freedom from the left, which I find to be um, an inspiration as well, because you know, so many times in, in the circles that we kind of run in, a lot of people tend to come from the right, mm -hmm. and so I, I found that that he um, it was very insightful on looking at things from a little bit different of a perspective. So that's how I've come to to know Sean. And I'll let Nico give his introduction. So me and Sean go way back, like a couple months back. So uh, <laughs> nah, um, he also invited me on his platform. We talked a little bit about politics, spirituality, and, you know, life, you know, the ebb and flow of life. Uh, but another thing that I really like um, is, is that me and Sean go back and forth with uh, with having uh, insightful conversations about specific words the, how they pertain to us um, in our day-to-day -day lives and going more in depth. And actually, after this show, I want to parlay about continuing the, the series and actually going in depth about damn near every word if we can. <laughs> nice. Oh, let's go. So, uh, so Sean, why don't you kind of build on what Nico and what little bit Chad said and tell us about yourself? Well, first of all, Chad, uh, nice to meet you and be with you here on, on your platform. Uh, all in fun, bro. All in fun. Absolutely. I'm just messing with you. Absolutely. <clears throat> I told him that you were scared because he had been he had uh, helped with uh, Hotep Jesus on one of his shows, and he's been on Sonny Johnson. And I told him that you were you were scared of him because of it. <laughs> that's, that's, um, I got it. I very seriously doubt yeah. that. Yeah, no, that's that's nice of you, Marcus. I, I'm not. I'm afraid of. I don't know who I'm afraid of. I was thinking actually today, like, wouldn't it be scary as hell to just like go on Joe Rogan tomorrow? Like, it would be. You got to take your steps. It's like when I I was, you know, anytime you start tripping about the future, it's really because you're, you know, like you couldn't be president right now, but if you did a 
two-year campaign. I think you'd be mm-hmm. ready by the time you got elected, right? Mm-hmm. If you got elected. Anyway, I would say um, no one's ready. No, I, yeah, no, there's no such thing as ready for that. But same with like having kids or whatever. There's no ready for it. But anyway, um, yeah, it's uh, it's great to be here. I, I, I don't know. What are we talking about again? Everything. <laughs> Everything. So... So tell our audience, but like I said, I, I find it interesting that you came to the uh, anarchist kind of, of uh, belief system and the idea that, um, that, that we own ourselves more from, from the left. You came from being, Chomsky, somewhat, I would say. yeah. I would and, say so get, get into that. How did that happen? It was Iraq. It was uh, my first uh, election was, I was looking at, Al Gore with uh, going up against Nader in on the left, and uh, and uh, of course dealing with um, W uh, W. Mm-hmm. And I was living in Arizona, and so I, I bought I bought I bought the the argument that we had a possible swing state situation, so I better vote Gore. Mm. But uh, Pearl Jam was like one of my favorite bands, and they were at a concert, and they're like, "You need to vote Nader, right?" So I really wanted to vote Nader, out of basically very little information other than that when I heard him talk in the debates, which he was lucky enough to get on at the time. Not lucky enough, but um, whatever, you know what I mean. Um, he was able to. He was making the arguments that sounded quite a bit more uh, reasonable to me, um, which still are reasonable arguments he makes, like uh, we have socialism for the rich. Mm-hmm. You know, we use the state mm-hmm. to funnel money for the rich. The Republicans use the state, leverage the state to benefit the rich. So really, we, we don't have a, a proper conservatism out of Republicans, and the same goes for the left. We don't have a proper uh, liberalism out of uh, the uh, Democratic Party. So I was, I voted Gore anyway, and um, and then when we started going to Iraq, I had a neighbor sort of showing me Chomsky. We started like going through like uh, uh, Torrance, getting Chomsky speeches and stuff, and I didn't understand it. It was so intense. I, now when I listen, I like understand completely. I get it. But um, yeah. you weren't ready also, for it yet. Crime think. There was like some chick at the Starbucks that I worked at who gave me a crime think book. And that's like also lefty mm. anarchism. Mm. Um, now I'm relating a lot more to conservatism. I understand the argument more, but I still feel like I now just appreciate anybody who's standing up to power and, you know, like, you you know like Jimmy Dore on the left I love him um I, I I'm a Bill Maher's moving that way as well yeah he's probably been, always has been he's always been he's always had a little bit of a he's always not been completely in any camp I mm-hmm. uh, and, and I agree with him sometimes I used to like his show a lot back in the day yeah politically incorrect was fun. Hey, I just, can you go back on uh, what is it? Crime think I'm ignorant to you to it. Could you elaborate on the 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 book or the context of the book? Well, it's like um, anarchism through a very punk rock sort of aesthetic. Um, you can find them on Twitter. They're still doing publications. Um, I follow them for a minute, but it's weird how uh, I don't know. I, I I mean, this was like a long time ago. It was a lot of arguments about like taxes on like women's products and uh taxes on this and that i just you know i don't know it's not the same as self-rule which to me is Mm -hmm. the definition that i care about the most Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, I've struggled with the, the term and how to define it, and I've pretty much landed at that. And then it liberates me from the concern that I have to overthrow the government, which is not my interest. <laughs> it's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah, it's which more about get it. I'm trying to rule myself. That's all I'm trying to do. And that's what the mm -hmm. anarchist has been doing for all of time, no matter Absolutely. what government has been around. Very true. For sure. It's, it's interesting you bring that up because um, I've been watching uh, my brother-in-law, Aaron, and a lot of people that have watched this a lot know that I'm very close to my brother-in-law. And um, he's a Seventh-day Adventist minister, and he did a series uh, that was basically a video that was put out by the, um, the Seventh-day Adventists who, um, in it... It, 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 it's the general case that they're making in this is that the United States was formed to basically for freedom of religion and those kinds of things. But in the second video of the series, there's four. He makes the case. He doesn't know that he makes the case, but he makes the case that Jesus is an anarchist says outright jesus says i i don't remember where it was it might have been deuteronomy that's the book that comes to mind but it says that you should bow to no other authority than god and that a true and and, and they make the case that a true christian would never have any kind of king and there is a, another section of that where um where he, he talks about um like we got to realize that we're not there and it gives the case that god basically says okay if you can't get in my words to anarchy you got to get to menarchy and the united mm. states is that so it sounds like that you have had a kind of a, a similar journey as what jesus would have have suggested that that it is self-rulership that it is that ab ability to find um only a, a, a king in heaven well i don't think it's a coincidence that i I keep leaning stronger toward uh, this uh, notion of uh, this notion of liberty mm -hmm. and anarchy. And the more that I accept the notion of Christ or that there isn't mm. even a savior, like that wasn't a concern of mine that there was a need for a savior. Or, you know what I mean? I don't know. But then you have an experience in life where you actually feel a presence and then it changes you. <clears throat> you now, from there on, you uh, you have to look at life differently. And I've always followed. Well, I, I see. Okay, we talk about the religion thing, but um, since I have been an adult, I I rejected all forms of religion, but also embraced the teachings of Buddha, and um, and followed J. Krishnamurti from a, a perspective of how to avoid religion, while while still appreciating teachings. Sure. What about religion made it such a huge turnoff? What about studying under like Buddhist mindset? Um, what drawed that towards you and made you like disregard, not necessarily disregard, but not necessarily take the approach of other religions? I mean, I think I was conditioned to the idea of reincarnation. And mm -hmm. so an alternative to what I was raised on uh, to give me this, uh, some answers to reincarnation or <clears throat> also a moral f a framework that made more just had a simpler i still feel like buddha is a gr the great teacher mm -hmm. I, I i see now christ 
I don't see Jesus, the image of Jesus that we have, as being mm. our Christ. I, th that image, I, I feel like, is a kind of an extension of the state in a way. Um, that's not. I don't know. How don't do you know mean? What? What? It's, it's an image that. that's used by the state, and the state used to be the Vatican. The state used to be the church, basically. So, mm. um, and it still is leveraged all, by any system of power. The image of Christ. So mm. I have a hard time idolizing. Idolizing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have a hard mm. time with. I, I think that the, the Islam has a, a, a good point on that. Mm -hmm. Idolatry is dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because there's an there's an ideal. You cannot understand God. God to the human mind is un is something that we cannot fathom. Um, you can get at the like angels. You can get at the ideas proposed by you know a prophet or a saint, but we don't get God. We just don't. And and I think that anyone, I think Voltaire's right that, you know, treasure those who seek after truth and beware of those who find it. Mm. Interesting. Bars. At least those who claim to find it. Right. I mean, right. It's, uh, that's that, that's the thing. It's because uh, I, I, I don't know. I think uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around this uh, this this idea of I think I think. Kind of think I know where you're coming from, Sean, but I, I'm also yeah. Like, I would love to I'm talk kind of directly. Still kind of still kind of struggling with that. You're Catholic, um, right, Chad? Yeah, yeah, I am. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm. Uh, yes, and also I'm. I'm kind of leaning more toward like uh, orthodoxy, like old school, like pre-Roman Catholicism, sort of. Um, anyway, but it's a. But that's a that's another whole uh, conversation. You, I'm just trying to wrap my head around the the. Um, I get what you're saying about the state using you because they there's a lot of that stuff that becomes like bastardized versions of something, but I don't. What I try to I don't know be wary of is is throwing the baby out with the bathwater and saying oh, no no oh, because the state uses Christ no. in this way therefore Christ is the problem and I'm like nah, I don't no really. no no you know okay. it's I see how dangerous it is uh, to reject Christ man <laughs> don't do it yeah because. Cause I was cause, like, when you were talking about it, I was thinking, I was like, you know, like the, um, the, and Marcus was saying the thing about like, um, uh, having you, you, you both were talking about having a King here, like a, an earthly King or an earthly ruler or something like that. And I go back to like that, that very, um, poignant phrase that, you know, you cannot serve two masters. You can't serve God and mammon. You, you, it's, it's impossible. Like you, you have to, you have to forsake one to serve the other for sure. Because, and, and so the only, so ultimately when you, when you find like what that, um, what that divine, uh, what I'm going through uh, the way I see it is like this divine intimacy, this intimate relationship with God, with the creator, with, um, wh whatever you want to call it within your religion. For me, it's, it's divine, a, a divine, uh, intimate relationship with God that has um it's not that it has rules per se um although a lot of times people try to put rules onto that it's more of like if i want to have a really really deep intimate relationship with my wife i know that that means that like certain things are going to be a hindrance to that there are things that are going to get in the way if i if i can't get off the couch and stop watching football when she needs me to like help her ego. to you know you know right exactly all it's kinds of manifestations of ego 
it feeding all feeding my ego makes it harder for that relationship to be the deep. You know, I can say a lot of words. I love you. I'm, you know, I'm committed to you and everything. But if I do the opposite with my actions, the, the words ring hollow. Right. So it becomes that, that sort of thing um, for me. So that, anyway, I just, I'm glad you clarified that. Cause that was, uh, it was, I was kind of, I don't know what I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you said you said you said like you you um you you recognize the danger in like um I guess oh yeah yeah you know? yeah yeah. So tell us what what it is that you you have come to believe. I, I get that 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 you are influenced by Buddha. I think I, I frankly mm. I my personal belief if you you study um, religious history and get particularly into the Gnostics, Jesus was influenced by Buddha, and you can see it pretty pretty uh, pretty obviously in several of his teachings. And but um, I've seen what that is kind it of stuff. Believe? Yeah, I've seen uh, those kinds of uh, documentaries or whatever about about that idea, and I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm not too concerned about even whether or not these people existed in the way that they, the the history, mm-hmm. the stories tell us. Uh, as long as that these stories are are genuine and have uh, gems, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I still feel like Buddha offers and through. Um, in fact, I meant to study so that I I could call it offhand what the four noble truths and eight full paths are but the four noble truths leads to the eightfold path and if you it's pretty easy to memorize it but i don't have it memorized because i'm not into it into it like that same thing with anarchy i'm not into studying the authors of it it's just not what i'm interested in man. Mm-hmm. i'm still interested in being free typ- pretty typical literature and pretty typical movies and stuff like average person and i watch mm-hmm. cobra kai you know what i mean <laughs> it's not, hey not, look it's terrible, but it's also awesome. You know, like it's it's got it's it's uh that, that's a great that's a great uh a great way to describe it. Like it's because at some point you you just have to be human, right? Like we, we still get to be human. Um, Movement is a spiritual practice for sure. I do yoga, mm-hmm. and I, I find that I found that there's karate in yoga. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I need to get myself some karate training. Honestly, been it's kind of like. The leftover New Year's resolution from last year, but I got really good at yoga last year, so I kind of nice. Okay, you know it's all good. I'll carry it over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's well, a, there's there's a couple of teachers that really get into that. It, uh, lots mm-hmm. of the Sufis, the whirling dervishes, and and uh, that that whole thing is one thing. But there's a, actually a particular uh, spiritual teacher that was contemporary with Aleister Crowley and Blavatsky and all of them. His name is Gurdjieff. And he um, actually worked out particular movements that guide you towards God. And w- what I found really interesting about Gurdjieff, and I, I'm not an expert on him, I've studied him lightly. Um, but one of the things that, that I like about him is like, in, in you know, when you come to a teacher often, you, they're like, go read this book or go do this or do wh- whatever that is, this spiritual practice or whatever. When you got to Gurdjieff, he said, go build a hut. Go over here and build a <laughs> right. shed, and, and yeah, that was that uh, that King Randall, you know, find your work ethic before you find your right. Purpose. Like, yeah, that was yeah, the, for that sure. Was perfect metaphor for that. Yeah. And Gurdjieff is very much into that, so I I, I respect that and I see mm-hmm. that, and I think I live some of that myself. I, I'm a, a heady person, but but I, I think that's true. It's like, uh, have you heard of like Kundalini Kundalini Yoga? I don't know specifically what it is. It's some sort of energy. The Kundalini is basically um, 
the serpent. I, I I might butcher this, but it's a serpent that lies dormant at your root chakra. And basically it's an energy that's dormant in majority of people because they don't exercise it and they don't continuously work on um, using like the energetic practices to give it life. But long story short, when you do yoga, um, you can, <laughs> this is fun. You can uh, like actually open yourself up your portal. So when you are doing certain movements and holding certain positions, you can either, uh, 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 you can basically uh, have something jump into you like spiritually uh -oh. fun, f fun shit, but no, uh, <laughs> but as you continue to work, I'm just in LA fitness. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I was going to say careful. Cause uh, hopefully it's the right kind of uh, thing. That yeah. No. Nah, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a serpent coming up his base chakra. <laughs> <laughs> it travels up to your spine and it goes all the way up to the top of your crown chakra. And that's mm -hmm. when you're an aligned individual and, all types of bursts of energy and being basically in sync with yourself along with your higher self. It's a, it's a, like you said, a movement practice that helps you become closer to God. And that's legit a process for you to move around and stretch out your body. Um, so you can get rid of um, tense things that you've held on to your body for such a long time. A lot of people don't understand like a lot of diseases that accumulate to an individual is because they never uh, detox themselves. Everything is so knotted up and energy is another thing. So if you keep that specific energy in you and you've never loosened it up or, you know, massaged its way out, it can corrupt the individual energetically. So yeah. doing the Kundalini yoga, just, just, you know, just down the line and you're just the holistic, holy person. I that guess. sounds good, man. <laughs> there's, there's lots of places you can look at that. But I, yeah. I think you're right, Sean. And I think you should elaborate, if you can, on, on what your thoughts are as it relates to doing. Because you're right. So, many of the, so much of the time, we get so sucked in to rules and we become our own state. We start, you know, dictating. And this is why there's so many divisions of anarchy. Who gives a shit if you're running your life? You know, <laughs> who gives a shit what you call yourself? So how would you actively, um, what, what, what does your active thought process in living your life, how does that guide you towards, towards a, uh, an agorist or a, because that, that's kind of where I would define it, or, or an anarchist life? Hmm. <laughs> oh man well i would say ego drove me in the beginning now it's all changing uh i mean that's something i nico and i have been connecting on is this idea of doubt i think we'll we might thread that through yeah we bit. might yeah we'll throw that in there uh it's so that's like a, a and the opposite of doubt is faith chad so faith is what mm -hmm. i'm coming to all, over and mm -hmm. over like that all the logic the best logic comes down to faith all the time so um in the beginning, though, it was ego. It was just it, that's a, that's the problem. It's is I didn't want. I I just knew I couldn't. I hate it. I didn't want to. The, even the idea of taking a drug test, let alone not smoking pot for a few days or week or whatever, like mm -hmm. just refusing to submit to all the the rules. Like a lot of that was just out of ego. Um, so I'm not gonna like 
be too proud of that and like learn your work ethic before you you learn your purpose i was taking on massive projects massive community work uh community radio festivals community festivals uh non starting 501c3 all this stuff before like i even respected the dishwasher job mm. i've been finding myself doing temp work this year doing dishwashing work and giving it like 110 percent. you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i'm humbler than ever and mm. yet i should i'm all, i'm about to be four i'm almost 40. homeowner mm. been through all kinds of shit, educated i should be above dishwashing right but i'm like fuck that it's mm -hmm. allowing me to rule my life and do what i want to do today and um it's funny how that is so i didn't have a work ethic so i was doing a lot of this big community work and playing music all the time and um being just you know kind of a, a locally famous person there in portland oregon the bubbly bubbliest leftiest place uh and it right. wasn't you know and it was a little different back then too, like when it was yeah. in my prime out there um a lot different by the way mm -hmm. uh so i think that that path led me through all kinds of um community projects voluntarism mm. came comes natural to me and i suffered through a lot of poverty doing all of this stuff um i refused to get a real job so that i could keep a nonprofit going so i could keep doing festivals and playing music and doing radio and whatever and uh it just i just kept doing that for you all this time and i moved to philly and kind of buckled down worked kind of gave up a lot of those dreams but bought the house and that's enabled me to then come back to where i am now i'm podcasting i'm making music again mm. um coming back to it i'm looking forward to and because maybe as nico says you got to be practicing your health letting go of the shit keeping young i i i i i don't think i look for it i think i got a good 20 years of uh hardcore work ahead of me uh and i'm excited about that but you gotta have faith you gotta have faith in in, in the next 20 years so but, can i can i ask you a question about the the dishwashing thing yeah so you, you're you're let's uh, let's take you there let's take take the audience there so you're washing dishes uh -huh. what does that look like you you got airpods in you listening to music or are you just in silence like with your thoughts uh, or a little bit of both i, maybe, I like or? to answer with the, the more comfortable i get the more i talk too much <laughs> okay okay so you banter with your with your fellow uh co-workers or or i'll put your pods a little bit but mm -hmm. it depends on the work i temp work i've been to all kinds of department stores and warehouses and whatnot right. and sometimes okay. you just gotta put the ear pods in but yeah in the restaurant i feel like there's enough activity and noise going around i'm not interested in i don't need it okay. you got a lot of noise that's okay so are you the type of person to um like say doing dishes at home and then doing dishes at work is there a different feeling as in like thought process when you're doing them at home opposed to doing it at work because some people are just working all the time so when they're at home even while they're doing the dishes they're thinking about a hundred million steps for me i go down and do the dishes either i'm listening to a podcast or staring out in my backyard and when i stare in my backyard <laughs> i just start thinking about a whole bunch of shit if i'm listening to music you know it allows me to spew off somewhere but i i i'm free to thought you know opposed mm -hmm. to having um being 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 free to thought and being focused on thought if you get what i'm saying yeah 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 if, if my mind's too cluttered i can't listen to a podcast but 
the music might help center me or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh has a good thing about mindfulness and doing the dishes. Um, it's just another opportunity to meditate. Um, you don't really need a machine. I don't mm-hmm. let dishes pile up either. So I do them yeah. right after I finish eating. Same. Uh, yeah, that's why I asked because I, I figured there was something, some sort of, maybe not catharsis, but at least like a meditative maybe um, aspect or process. That, that hey, if you don't that. like doing dishes, I don't know what's wrong with you. We're talking about 60% of all people. I don't think right. people like right. to sit down with their thoughts. Like when, when yeah. you like, oh, we, like we, when we you, way out of our you, way to avoid you, them. TV you, feel is you feel me? So like you, people would rather have the distractions, but like cleaning is so fun. Like the, the, and then it's not fun because it feels like a duty. And when you got to like, when you have to do something, the responsibility it's either you already have the mindset of, okay, well, I have to get it out the way, or you find a reason for it to be fun. But the problem of volunteerism is is right there. You can't, I, I volunteer at the creek. I, I live right by a creek here in Philly. Uh, we have four great creeks left. I live on one of them, and uh, it's a filthy mess. Uh, people are dumping. Um, I actually pulled out bunch of statues in one of our last big cleanups one of them was christ and i took it home Hmm. uh and well jesus the image of jesus with uh Mm -hmm. with with mary uh, his mom you know he's bleeding he's uh, he's Mm -hmm. like oh that's cool oh is it the uh is it the pieta where she's like holding him yeah 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 the pity Uh yeah well but but what what i'm hearing anyway well i just finished that thought that was just a side note of like, I'm, you know, I go and volunteer at the park and it's and nobody, most people that are down there at those events are not on my block or in my neighborhood. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, volu- how do you, if people have a hard time, like volunteering to take care of their own selves, their own dishes, how are they going to go down and clean the park? Mm-hmm. We, how are we going to mm-hmm. realize this world mm-hmm. of volunteerism when most people can't even. Because yeah. most people are paying the state to do it or at least mm-hmm. think they're paying the state to right. do it if yeah. if you know that it is your responsibility mm-hmm. and one of the things that you would do in in like for instance in my community if my neighbor had a fucked up yard and they had shit and trash all rolling over into my yard i, I you know my my neighbor behind me i think it was last year he came by and was like can I spray your weeds? Cause I don't like weeds. And, and I was like, no, I don't want chemicals on my yard. But, but, but if there, if that shit was flowing into my property, I Mm. would go to my neighbor and say, stop fucking doing that. And, and because I care about my, my neighborhood, but that's not generally what we do now. No, you call the town council and you have them deal with it because most people in a statist idea think I've paid for this in the right. <coughs> I've paid for this and that's their job. Is that so, kind of wanting story. like a, a savior? No, Is, I got you, Chad, but like, mm-hmm. does that what uh, enforces the ideology of us needing a savior? Uh, the state bit, yeah. or what? The, like always wanting the state to do something like, for example, 
it, what, I think what, it makes the president our savior, and we have this savior mm-hmm. complex on the mm-hmm. on the president, and he's retarded but, currently. So, so, so the, the the story that I that I was going to tell may may help to like illuminate some of this. Um, I think some of that is like it's not like we woke up one day and we were in our twenties or thirties and we said, "Hey, you know what? This anarchy thing isn't working out great." Let's have a president take care of all of our problems for us. Like we were born into this and we were born into this certain level of expectation. So the story I was going to tell is we back when, uh, so my wife was, uh, was working. We had our first child and my, uh, I think maybe my son was on the way. My, my oldest son was on the way. So like the kids are, we have one kid and she's little, she's like three, two, something like that. Um, and I mean, she was a little bitty. I think she might have been might have been three, and he was he was born already. But anyway, nonetheless, we had uh, we had a, a housekeeper who we started paying to to come like once a week or something like that to to clean up some stuff around the house because my wife was working. I, we hadn't made the decision yet for her to stop working. She worked. She stopped working for like eight years, um, but at that time she was still working. So I hired a housekeeper to to help out with some of the stuff just to keep her from going insane with little kids and, and all that shit. So one day <laughs> my daughter has like, there's like a wrapper on the floor or something like that. She just throws, she just had just thrown it on the floor. And my wife's like, uh, Juliet, pick that up. She's, she goes, Juana. That was, you know, that was like her, her little, you know, she's like the, the maid will pick that up. So, because in her mind, it's like, mm-hmm. well, that's, you know, she goes around cleaning up whenever, you know, the once a week that, that you're paying her to come and clean stuff up. So, like, why would I do that? So, like, to a certain extent, like, some of that stuff is just if you establish early on that that's your responsibility. So, like, we had to have a talk. Like, no, 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 no. Listen, this is your, you don't get to just throw stuff on the floor and wait for somebody else to come pick it up. You got to take care of your own stuff. And the stuff that we're paying her to do is, like, some of, like, the, the other, like, some very detailed, like basically having the house detailed on a, on a somewhat routine basis once a month or something. Anyway, that, so that's just like a, um, I think a a metaphor for like how we approach the state and our relationship to it is like people see somebody homeless on the side of the road and they're like, no, like, you know, the, 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 the soup kitchen or whatever, the homeless shelter downtown will take care of that. You know, somebody will take care of that. It, it's the money that I pay, that I give to whatever charity that'll take care of that. Well, even, you know, even if you didn't have all, all that, in. even if you didn't have all that, you should still assume that somebody's family should be taking care of that person. Right. Right. Exactly. But I mean, but even with that, families, yeah, families do that though. Families do that to their own where they just like, they're like, well, Sometimes no, you have insurance and you have all this other stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it to a certain degree, but but I'm just saying, like, I think we have a built-in uh, dependence that comes from this expectation of something that's already there. And we haven't For been sure. shown the alternatives. For sure. And the more you dig in, the more that the people, the voters dig in, and, and the more mm-hmm. that the legislators uh, uh, make the laws complex and impossible to unwind. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, we. some people say uh, that we're in a hopeless state. We're in a hopeless situation, a failed state. I, I would say we're damn close, but not there. And I'm hopeful. I have a lot of hope. It's perspective. There's it's too genuinely much talk, perspective. There's too much talk about secession, but I think people who are smart see how dangerous that is. And um, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, 
I, I, I don't think – see, okay. I think I heard it on this show one time. It might not have been this show, but I think it was. But somebody raised the idea. I don't know who it was. Listen to too many podcasts. Marcus Reeves <laughs> Evans, probably. Yeah. Uh, well, just go ahead. What's the the idea is that the state came naturally through the free market. That no, there's no point. You can overthrow the state, but then people are going to be looking around for a leader. Um, there's who's going to lead the resistance. Somebody's going to lead the resistance, and then they're going to lead the new government. There's always to me, I can't do. I, there's no thought experiment that's been presented to me that I've been able to discover. Either way, where you get outside of the government, I don't see where we don't have a government. I feel like we need it, but we also have a we've built a monster out of it, a, a, an exquisite corpse of a government. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to uh, to what Aaron was talking about because I found uh, some enlightenment in, in in this particular case, and um, so, so I'm gonna there's gonna be a lot here, just saying. But um, one of the things that they made the case for that is in Revelations when it is talking about the second beast who comes and looks like a lamb, and then and then. Uh, speaks like a dragon. That's the second beast. Um, it's when that beast comes, they make the argument that that is a description of the United States, that it looks like a lamb and is, it, it is, speaks like a dragon. And, mm -hmm. and they make the argument about that. Now they take it to mean that eventually he's going to do that and things are going to decay and this and that. I disagree because it, it's in one sentence. It's very quick. Mm -hmm. That that devil, that beast that they are identifying with the United States, the beast, the big beast, the bad one, the awful one, the final one, is the United States of America, if they are correct. That is mm. terrifying. Mm. because And that means... As a spiritual person, it is our obligation to stand mm. against that kind of control. Mm. It has to be stopped. Yeah. So one of the ways you can do that is by weakening its power, mm. which comes back to the secession idea. But um, to, to finalize, the state is not inevitable. One of the things we have to do is divide the idea of being a leader from being a king. Those are two very different ideas. I am a leader. I have led lots of people. I have never been a tyrant. Mm -hmm. I've been a tyrant to my siblings. I'm sorry, guys. I got to say, I probably... No cap. No cap. I've probably done the same thing. I would say all, <laughs> I most old. of my mistakes in life have, have been uh, control. Mm -hmm. uh, wanting to make, wanting to control outcomes, control people, control situations. I was the president of the nonprofit. I, you know what I mean? Like I had dozens of volunteers, but mm -hmm. uh, you, you then you have to be actually pretty amazing to inspire them and to mm -hmm. lead them uh when the stress comes on i was a, a vicious beast 
I was terrible. I, I was, but you're in a different mindset now. No, you you having this yeah, experience. Yeah. I wasn't always an asshole all the time, but no, but just like, like so you 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 remember those moments where you snap at people or or become a dickhead and and those, those, sure. you just remember that. And I think it's good. That's what I, I talked about on my thing this morning. That's <laughs> Did you? You're what? Or is it yesterday or this morning? It I don't remember. This morning. It was this morning. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think I it's important. I think it's really important to review that stuff, not to dwell on it, but to review mm -hmm. it. And I think that you don't even have a choice. I do believe that you are confronted. Well, with thanks to her, things. I have no choice but to dwell on it because she will remind me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's no, but I know I know what you mean. Like it's to not beat yourself up about it. Well, I to think like, that to, it, to offer yourself some grace and and some 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 room for growth. Um. Yeah, and it, according to buddhist thought or a lot of reincarnation thought uh it's that you have to go and actually experience the ways that you were shitty to people mm. not just the ways that you were shitty to people through their lens but then the ways that that affected other people yeah. that day <laughs> it doesn't even have to be reincarnation it doesn't even have to be reincarnation. Um, the, you yeah, know, Jesus yeah. said, "What you sow, you shall reap," and mm -hmm. so the, it, it can be uh, in this lifetime, it, or, or like it's in the in the between stages, like uh, your mm -hmm. your your life review right. stages. Right. Yeah. Can I can I take a minute to push? Because I want to I want to not push back, but I just want to like um, offer a, an yes, alternative and perspective. Go What's ahead. That? Yes, and it. Yes, and it. No, no, no. So it's not even a yes, and no. This is uh, this is you were talking about secession being terrifying. I, think I would it's very dangerous. Really? Yeah. So, so all right. So, so here's my challenge. So, is it dangerous for the United States of America to not be completely, um, irrevocably combined with Mexico, Canada, all of South America, Brazil, Argentina, you know, all of that stuff. And then also all of Europe, all of Africa and all of uh, Asia. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, so like, uh, what, you know, we, 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 have, we have some, we have some divisions already. So what, what well, is I'm gonna terrifying, be I, what okay, is terrifying so about, you know, about having it be less, uh, I'm a decentralized. I'm a decentralist. What I want to do is uh is is you know one thing i like would like to do is redraw our um cities to smaller mm. cities we yeah. we in the mid 1800s took many cities many towns boroughs and townships and combined them and centralized power into cities and that made the courts inefficient the police inefficient um representation centralized power always does right mm. so it can be very efficient for the state. It can be very efficient for uh, industry, like you see with how, uh, with China. Central how power. Is how is it efficient? China doesn't control most of its population. The yeah, majority of its population is actually outside of their control. Most Mexico is the same that. way. Yeah, Mexico is the same way. Like there's parts of Mexico where it's like they couldn't enforce their laws if they tried because it's not right. they, they they're so spread thin and the there's people parts of like, Philly yeah, like that man there's yeah there's probably yeah i mean they're really low key there are and, and and it's the right. same way with the, well, with the Chicago, rural areas like all that, over yeah. rural areas all over the country like i've been all right so perspective like i've been traveling through you know from like baton rouge to nearly houston for the last 2 years okay in Baton Rouge and and like in in the bigger cities, like yeah, there's like the stuff where the people are like enforcing mask mandates and all this other kind of stuff. 
everywhere else, you go into like the gas station in like rural Louisiana, nobody in there, including the employees, is wearing masks. So they don't right. get like, you know what I mean? And there's nobody, yeah. the sheriff will be in there and he's just like, yeah, whatever. Like, and my, my, my part of the, my low income part of the city that I live in, the uh, masks are off. Mm-hmm. I go to the gym, they're off. I go to Home Depot, they're off. I don't wear it anymore. I don't bring it. I maybe bring it in just in case, um, but I don't put it on on the way in and I, I'm never getting trouble anymore. Uh, my aunt yelled at me earlier because my nah. mask wasn't over my nose. Yeah, and yeah. I, 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 I was a... out and about, and I'm like, "My bad. I mean to offend you." Now we do have vax mandates here in Philly now for uh, bars and restaurants. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff, so That's, you... it's okay. We didn't need to spend any money. No way. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm right now I am pretty busy just remodeling my kitchen and shit. Just and I'm not. Yeah, earning money. It is funny though that they uh they want you to if you want to go to a bar and like get get filled up with uh smoke in your lungs from the uh the people smoking cigarettes and cigars and everything and like binge on alcohol, you have to get a shot to be healthy. It's like right. Yeah. yeah, and again, that's that's centralized power. And 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 mm-hmm. I would again to back up what Chad was talking about. I really think. It could be done, you know, and, and Marcus Reese Evans made a and, and go back and watch his, his his arguments, at least California and Texas. And this is the very least California and Texas would be much better off without us, would be much better off without the United States in their bullshit. And, and people say, oh, but California would be communist. You're right. And a big part of their right now, uh, he has the number- California go, man. But can't Cali- see that happen because Cali- that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of basically just going to go straight to China. No, it's straight not. China. Yeah. Good luck. Good Doesn't luck. China have a lot of property see- and a lot of its um, capital in Cali? Yes, they do. All along the western seaboard there. Sure. If, if we start breaking up the United States, I see parts of it going to South, like to, to Asia, parts of it going to the South America. I mean, didn't we sell ourselves already? Not us, but like America already sold out to China. So it's yeah, like, oh, yeah, it's, it's been selling out. Well, all right. But so, used so, to, I used to buy, boycott Chinese goods until it became impossible. And it, it and that was on the mm, basis yeah, of yeah. Tibet. That was on Tibet. That was all that was for. Yeah. Now you have, you have to sit in a corner and not eat if you want to not get anything from China. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to have an iPhone. I you have to be like this. You have to go, <gasps> I'm not going to breathe anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it used to be like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to get like crappy Dollar Tree stuff. Now it's like right. everything. Right. You're, oh, you're, no, the, the best oh, stuff no. in the world, the iPhone, comes from China. So, so, so and, given the fact that that's already there, and then yeah, so and like our the, president is controlled by China. Yeah. Right. Right. But for like, so let's, let's take this though. Let's, let's like really like break to the, And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I, I just yeah, want to yeah. like finish this thought off on, okay. on California specifically. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's say California says, to the U.S. to Washington D.C., uh, you think they're going to be like from there? You know, I don't want to. You think they're going to be at that point? They're going to be like, "Hey, who wants to buy us now?" Like, no, right. they're going to be like the next whoever it is who comes in and tries to say, "Hey, we're going to come." They're going to be like, "Bro, don't you just realize that we like kicked out the biggest empire the world has ever known?" Uh, no, get the fuck out. So, right. so that's that's kind of the way I look at at this going down. Is that I don't know if if well, I mean. You have to you have to think like 
the people Dude, you hate if, California. If, if, Why are you trying to get rid of California? No, no. <laughs> California is trying to get rid, trying to re, get, get themselves they're trying rid to of get the out. United States. They're trying really? to leave. Remember, they want to have a peaceful divorce. And remember I, what, and the point I'm making. Californians are trying to leave. That's the point I'm right. But the point I'm making is that if a, if the entire state of California or or enough people to where they have the the the, the votes or whatever to break free from the United States. If the public mindset is at that point where they say, fuck you to the United States and to Washington, D.C., you really think they're just going to roll over and play dead when the when uh, Chinese from from across the Pacific Ocean come and try to try. You're to thinking of them? it from a liberty mindset, which is your mistake. You need to be thinking it from their communist mindset. But this is, is from, this is directly from uh, from Marcus Rees Evans. Yeah, it's it, it's totally from a liberty from. mindset. Yeah, it's it's we we don't want to be we don't want to be part of this anymore. We don't want to be we don't want to be beholden to whoever uh you know whatever the Republican Party you know uh Ted Cruz or you know Trump or whoever you know gets gets put in office. So yeah, and then I, with I Texas, it's I the opposite. It's, yeah, but I think that yeah, I think that it would be naive to think they wouldn't be looking for uh communistic leftic leftist uh partners and um do you believe in the free market because if you believe in the free market then they will learn because Mm -hmm. they will have to learn that that won't work i also want to point out remember when china invaded britain a couple years ago no Right, because they seceded <laughs> from the European oh, Union. On, on, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and then and they didn't get they didn't get taken over by China. Right. That's right. That's right. Well, but that's yeah. I don't know because when you have but, that mindset, but, it's, wait, wait, wait. it's nationalist. Uh, oh, I don't I mean, know. I to me here. I I for I think me California seceding would be pretty nationalist. It would be mm-hmm. they have their own. They already kind of think they're their own country anyway. For sure. I don't like it. Just I'm like from Texas California. Does. My I, my ancestry is like Pennsylvania, but yeah. my my um, but my folks in that whole migration out west in the that time of the uh, deindustrialization. Uh, I'm from California, and I I want to be able to take a road trip across the country. Why can't? Uh, and and go there and not have any trouble with a, a passport to California. You- you, you already are going to have that trouble anyway. Well, no, <laughs> like no, you, no, no. But, but, but do, they're making do you it, really, they're ma- Gavin Newsom you, when he's yeah, he's yeah, I, yeah, really I can go to, to I could go to Long, I could go to Orange County beaches yeah, and true. have no problem, no problem. Well, but that, that, that San Diego's chill. It's the LA area and San Francisco area that's nuts. Um, but well, I can still freely roam through there. I want that about our country. I love that about our country. I love how big it is. I love the decentralized nature of our constitution, the fact that we have, um, but, it, but we resisted. don't follow the constitution. We yeah. will I understand that. I understand that, that those are problems to be solved. But you look at the fact that what country was under the greatest influence of the globalists and the, the plan to vaccinate everybody and the plan to, to mask everyone up and do the COVID thing. What country Australia. was under the most pressure? No, it was Australia, the U S for sure. It was under the U S but because of our decentralized system, we resisted it, and we're 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 coming we're coming around. I, th- I think it was more about we the need to enhance that. We need to go further decentralized, and I think that's the only way we can. If you want to have a utopia and a anarch- utopia, I think the only way is you have to slowly decentralize, and then to weaken the cent- weaken the federal powers across the world, 
then maybe there can be systems. Yeah. Right. But, but I still don't, I, I don't have a problem necessarily with a federal system, but I want I all of the laws to, to liberate me, to keep me free. And I don't want the, there to be much power over, I don't want there to be any power over how that money's spent. I want all that money staying in my community, being determined with how it's spent through my community. I want all of the power and all the leverage in the communities, but I don't necessarily. Then have what a do you need a federal system for, though? What do you need what? the? What do you need the? What do they the, do? What does DC need to do if your local community is going to take care of? Well, you of see that what stuff, it, and you're going to keep the money and the resources there. You see what it does through certain federal projects, and that I don't see a problem with, such as freebies. But 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 they siphon that money from the community, and there there is not there. It, we we did the research. Problems to solve, but I, I'm I'm well, saying well, that no 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 no. Let me let me finish. Not necessarily corrupted. Let, as let a me whole. let me finish this this section. There is nothing. We did the research. I worked for Adam Kokash for three years, and his platform was the peaceful dissolution of the federal government, and um, we did the research. There is not. Not a single thing that the federal government does that the states don't do. Not one thing. And so everything is a double um, charge mm -hmm. for they're you. Just, they're just charging you for for the stuff, and then they give it to the state and let the state do whatever. With, and it's like, well, why did you have to take it from us to start with? Why did you just let, let us do it here? Okay. Right. So, uh, except, that the, except that a bunch of people on K Street get rich. <clears throat> yeah, there's issues. Yeah. There's issues. So at the um, at the end of the day, most, most people like you know that say for example run for president to be libertarian president. The the it's not like tomorrow after I'm being president I'm going to dissolve the federal government. It's always like that's exactly it. Well, no, yeah. no, he's saying most people. He's right. Like most people, most of them don't. Most of them are trying to just be like, I would make us not do war as much. You know, like it's, it's you had Spike weird Cohen. sort of like pussyfoot and shit. You know, you had Spike Cohen. When what one of the things he always says in his interviews is, "I I may be, have my own opinion and, and dream of the future, but I would rather take it in that direction than than to try to come come around and just sure. do it all at once." Uh, mm. He he understands the nature of compromise. To me, anarchy is compromise with your community. You may want to get rid of the federal government, but you're also going to have to talk to everybody in your community and you're going to have a very hard time with that argument. So you might as well, you know, to me, I'm taking a compromise position. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't see, I don't see in my world, people being responsible enough to be able to handle um, self-responsibility. I see and, what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying that like you, you kind of have to start that, and grow it from the ground up rather than the top down. I think it like, takes generate. It's going to take generations yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. ever going to happen sure. at all. Yeah. And technology. And that I agree. Partner, it. automated right, smart so, contracts, things like that. So we've we've tackled the uh, important topic, not only of secession but also of dishwashing. Um, yes. <laughs> on an Aquarian Anarchy, we always tackle the tough subjects. Um, the next tough subject is we're going to go back into Pearl Jam because you said you you <laughs> grew up like Pearl Jam. That was Pearl Jam and Nirvana, look, yeah. Music, Pearl man. Jam, like 1991, 1992. That that was like my that was my senior year in high school. That was like <laughs> Pearl Jam was my shut up, Nico. Hey, we look, I wasn't alive conceived yet, of. Just I wasn't conceived up. of. I wasn't thought yes, of. We know that. <laughs> my parents we know. Didn't even... We know. <laughs> I don't. Nobody wants to hear that shit, Nico. I'm just None missing out on. The, I'm FOMO of missing out <laughs> on what y'all are about to reminisce. <laughs> in. Okay, but, so, you, did, you know what, so, Nico? Are you familiar with Mother Love Bone? Yeah, yeah, sure. And Green River. 
Okay. He's got it all. All right. So my man, my man knows it. He's he's a legit Pearl Jam fan. Okay. All right. So we we got mm-hmm. that. I, I was talking to somebody the other day. Um, shout out to dog, Drew Sample. Man. He said uh, he he was talking about Temple of the Dog and everything. The Temple and, uh, of the Dog. That's like, what it was. And I was and I was like I was like yeah man Mother Love Bone was uh <laughs> it was it's a shame you know they only had you know, one album. He's like, he's like, and he's like uh, he's like I don't know who Mother Love Bone is. I was like how do you like the whole Temple of the Dog album for is a tribute to Andrew Wood. Right. <laughs> like how can you not know who Mother Love Bone is? I don't get yeah. it. But anyway. So let's talk about some music because I see you got the drums in the background and everything. What's your uh, what's your vibe with that? I know you've talked about some of the punk stuff and everything. Let's, Man, let's I've been working on I've been working on my memoir about music. I, my oh, blog, right. the live, I kind of, I it's to me hits a, a few things. This memoir mm-hmm. stuff for my uh, blog. It's for one thing. I it's hard to for people to see the story and what I've been through and what kind of experiences I have and and what what I can offer. It's hard mm. to see it because I didn't present it or, or run it through a career. Like it's mm. done all these, these things. So I kind of need my website to offer that. Um, mm. Some portfolio pieces that show, okay, here's the band I was in. Here's the uh, festival I put out. Here's the, or, you know what I mean? And then, um, and then the memoir can sort of accompany that. Now I've been going through this and at my first band that broke me was uh, Donova. Uh, metal band, uh, 70s style metal throwback band when that was becoming super hipster. More like um, Black Sabbath or more like Led Zeppelin? Like Black Sabbath, more Maiden and Sabbath kind of vibe. Okay, okay. Uh, I jumped in on a Hawkwind tribute Halloween set, and then they brought me on tour opening for the uh, for Glass Candy, uh, Glass Candy in the Chromatics, very like um synth synth retro synth pop uh uh hipster super hipster shit man and but yeah then i got into free jazz and i i got i studied uh music at school for a year i you know did um percussion and piano there and um drums so uh free jazz is what i've just put out something that i recorded in 2017 called ohs that's out now on Bandcamp three volumes of that i've got two of them out um and so i kind of like and lately i've just been putting on headphones with a a, a diverse playlist of uh of songs to to learn included anything from sade to led zeppelin cherish the day has got to be one of the hardest beats in the world Uh, actually actually, i'd probably say um like what is that? I think uh, sweetest taboo, or if not that, it, one no ordinary love uh, has a sexy saxophone riff, um, mm. and uh, I don't remember it off. It might be that, or your love is king. I think it's your love is king, where there's just a sexy saxophone riff, and that's like Sade's staple, though. Like yeah. saxophone. Um, yeah, or in it's guitar on Cherish the Days, just like mm-hmm. it's in your spine. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, if you if you want to put some, just side day, if you want some love make music, that's all you need. I love her, I love yeah. her. Um, hey, Sade, if you watch this channel, I am free to be married. Um, if you, <laughs> if, 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 I'm gonna shoot my shot, I'm gonna shoot my shot. 
She's so 60 bet, now. She still look young. Look, stop. She's like, <laughs> none care. She's got money. She tears ass up. Oh, shoot. Um, I got to do dishes, babe? I got you. Now. I got you. Throw a little elbow grease on them dishes. <laughs> I hold the yeah. shut in now. I got to see now. So what brought you to music? Oh, I don't know. I mean, my first memory was like, was probably, I think of La Bamba as my first like time I would just rocked out like crazy. Nice. La Bamba. I don't know. I'm, I'm, and, uh, and then, uh, you know, I think we got like MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice tapes. And then, and then, uh, but then I remember jumping on the trampoline age like nine or 10 <laughs> with some friends and Nirvana's never mind. He's like, his older brother mm-hmm. had it and he put it on and we called it trampoline music. And I, and I said, Mom, I got yes. <laughs> That's what it is. It's just jump around music. It's like power yeah, chords sure. and nothing else. Like it's just. Right. But I said, we got to go out and get, I got to go get Nirvana. And uh, and then it was on after that. Pearl Jam. I mean, this was a great time to get into rock. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember in 93 watching the VMAs and Pearl Jam just played uh, five against one. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and then meet which crushed like for that moment that song was so fucking mm-hmm. different it just came out it was like yeah. whoa and then they followed up neil young comes out and they did rocking in the free world and it was just an epic 15 minutes of for sure rock and music mm-hmm. mtv can't even get close to anything like that today now did you see no, they're neil too busy young doing with- like reality shows instead of music it's not even music television anymore. It's right, like no. The real not world. Not a commercial media. break. Two songs back to back. A jammer, long solos, and just watching. Right. Right. Do feedback for a minute. You don't <laughs> right. do that. Yeah. Did no, you that see- and that and the uh, unplugged with uh, where they had like Babyface and Jodeci and like all that. That the, the, those were two of like the most incredible. Anyway, go yeah. ahead, Marcus. No, I was gonna say, did you see Neil Young play with Led Zeppelin on? I think it was MTV Music Awards. Like it might have been '93, something like that. But it was it is epic. What's so funny about it is you see like Robert Plant is is right there beside Neil Young, and Neil Young is just fucking going crazy on his guitar you know how he does just gets lost in it and fucking you see robert plant like reaches over and like taps him on the shoulder like all right dude we're done playing stop (laughs) (laughs) but epic you're right that time frame musically freedom Oh my God. Yes, it was the shit. Uh, and, and it didn't matter what kind of music you're talking about, whether you're talking about, you know, because in that same kind of era, <laughs> you've got Snoop that. rising, you've got mm-hmm. Tupac rising, you have, you know, some hardcore, good metal Metallica in their fucking prime. A lot of good you stuff. Know? Dude, what I the fuck to a, happened to music? I went uh, to a Pumpkins uh, concert. The music industry <laughs> happened to music. <laughs> Radiohead is very good too. I was just thinking about free jazz versus democracy jazz. (laughs) 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 Is there such a thing as democracy jazz? Well, like, yeah, I mean, or or is that like like a you just making a joke? It's a joke, but like, uh, specifically with the guys like like that I play with the OHS thing that's up on my website now. Mm-hmm. The bass player can't play jazz. He doesn't know how to play. A, mm-hmm. He doesn't even. He doesn't even really understand how to play a bass. But mm-hmm. he was a visual artist, graphic designer, and he just is. You know, mathematician sort of playing, uh, playing from the math side no, more than the art. Side. No, no, purely no. from the art side. Purely from the art side. Like, oh. no, no, music is 
is like mechanics. It's it okay. is it is a technical is a tech mm -hmm. you're a technician mm -hmm. and you're mm -hmm. operating For an sure. interface and you're doing it with ex the precision of a fucking computer. It's incredible. A, a mm -hmm. real musician. Mm -hmm. um, but this friend, uh, Jerry Soga, who I'm talking about versus Doug Haining, who's more of a technician, uh, who's also in that trio. And I'm kind of in between. Um, but Jerry can't even really play, but I love playing with him because he's so free and he doesn't do anything mm. that you'd expect. And you're always, he's always fucking with you. So you're always, you're always like losing your grip on what you were playing. And then it, it sounds awful to a lot of people, but to me, it sounds like pure freedom. And mm. if it was democracy, we'd all have to vote on like, Oh, what do you want to do? Well, let's play. Um, mm -hmm. Let's, let's play Thelonious Monk. Uh, but Jerry can't play Thelonious Monk. Well, fuck it. He's going to do it anyway. <laughs> No, he, you know what I mean. That's jazz. That's how jazz that's works. Funny. Though. Well, that, that, that's music, though. That's music in, in an entirety. Once you, if everybody enters into a form where they know they're going to play jazz head arrangements, then yeah, everybody's fair game. They have to do it. But pure free jazz is like these players might have absolutely no training on their instrument, so you can't expect them to do anything. So therefore, it's democracy doesn't work in this situation. It has to be pure cooperation. Pure cooperation. That's one reason. Well, that's actually around. really cool. It's a cool yeah. metaphor for this for this whole conversation too. I I, I do I do have to say like so I, I I'm pretty sure they probably planned this. They probably played it before, but I don't know how how much they rehearsed the transitions and everything, and how technically like um, in tune with each other they were. So much as like they were just vibing. But I went to see Smashing Pumpkins at the Sanger in New Orleans, and um, they went from I think they started with today went into somewhere over the rainbow and ended ended it in drown without stopping like it was just like medley. they just medley. merged the that yeah they just merged a whole medley together of these three songs that are like completely like today is like its own thing yeah. it's kind of this happy thing drown is like a very like cerebral like just kind of chill like you know damn near go to sleep I don't do drugs, but like I would imagine, like that's probably like anyway. It gave me that that sort of sense of like I just kind of just sit back and chill while other people were doing stuff. Anyway, um, but like somewhere over the rainbow was just like, but the way that they did it, it was it was off the chain, bro, and it was live. Like but it, it was, was. Just, it was wild. I bet you that that was very very precisely constructed billy corgan is not yeah I, 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 i'm assuming it was because it was very well executed too like yeah. it but they but there was still like this there was this sense of like you could see the way that they were emoting on stage and everything that they were just kind of like like i think they probably could have done it in their sleep the way that they were very good. each other as a band yeah and but you're right about about the the technical side of music. I mean, most people miss that 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 like the modern concept of music really comes from Pythagoras, and you know mapping out the tones, which are all vibrations of the universe. The the what music really is for for a spiritual person who a lot of my my spirituality has influence because I drum um, through through music, but, but this is the vibrations of the universe. When you are playing any kind of music, it doesn't matter if, if, if it's the most complicated classical piece down to the most, you know, twangy fucking uh, country music that is just, you know, the same baseline, boom, 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 forever. Um, it doesn't matter. You are evoking the universe into your life. 
And that mm-hmm. is a powerful thing. That bringing is a it back wonderful to, thing. Bringing it back to Andrew Wood and Mother Love Bone, like yeah. Man of Golden Words is a beautiful song that we actually, like when we were in college, my wife wrote, wrote a, this, we weren't, we were just like friends. We weren't even dating yet at this point, but she wrote a, a paper about, about that song, about how like music is like this universal language that like speaks to your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, y'all want to know a, something a else? Different level. Yeah, go ahead. That, that, that speaks to my soul. Five dollars, oh, everybody. Five dollars is what speaks to my <laughs> soul. I'm just kidding. Look, I love everybody who's in the chat who's going to watch this video and um, appreciate you, Sean, for showing up. But one thing that we always, always come back to is the root of all evil to a degree, which is money. And we kind of like money, unfortunately, but fortunately we like enough money to ask you guys for the money so that we can continue working on the things that we're working on, which is the podcast thingy. And we give you guys things that are like uh, gems. We give you gems. We love to give you gems. We give it away for free. We're not um, really, really rich people, but we're rich enough from the mental to drop these little gems. So if you hit that subscribe button or hit that like, really just, just like it and hit shares, like throw the share out share us out because yeah. you can like i will shut up as soon as we get to a thousand like subscribers and then y'all don't gotta hear shit from me y'all gonna hear me still because y'all pull up but but the point being is, is that the five dollars that you would love to share with us because communities start with everything and everything is nothing okay let me stop the point being is is that i would appreciate marcus would appreciate chad even sean would appreciate it if you threw five dollars and not in the air because you're going to catch it. I'm talking about towards us. We're not your strippers either. Throw it in the You can join the Patreon, the Telegram. We most definitely got some brilliant individuals in there. On top of, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, we're, we're, we're like building a community in there. So like when everything is like kapooey. We're still together, like we're forming mm-hmm. a community. This is not pointless. Yeah, we don't ask you five dollars to be pointless, and you know, it could go for my gas tank, but that point being is, is that you guys are helping us build something that's so much bigger than what we are by asking for five dollars and joining us in the com- communication and conversation so that we can build yeah. more together. A lot that's of stuff a- offline that we're building to- uh, together for sure. Yep. Yeah, oh, but yeah. Oh, um, I also want to mention that if anybody just wants to float us some money, Cash App for all three of uh, the Aquarian Anarchy <laughs> members or, or for the Aquarian Anarchy hosts is down below. We would appreciate that as well until we can get to that thousand uh, subscribers. And the reason we're trying to get to a thousand is because then we can have super chats. And so that's what we're building towards. And we could hear you guys and your opinions and not, not just opinions, but your gems as well. And we take it and we add more to it. Like we want to hear you guys. Like it's not just because, um, that's that's facts. That's facts. Both, (laughs) both of those are facts. Um, Yes. Um, I want to, I want to ask, I want to ask Sean. Wait, I want to ask Nico. Oh, good. Are we moving on from music? Because I want to, because I, I was thinking of something that's an in- interesting point, a decentralized point, as a matter of fact. Okay. All right. Um, what we were getting nostalgic on, us old timers over here, mm-hmm. uh, was mass media events before mm-hmm. we had uh, the kind of systems that we have now, which I highly favor. I want, rather than uh, five media outlets, I want 5,000. And mm-hmm. rather than uh, 5 million viewers on across each one, I want. Mm-hmm. you know, 50,000 or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you know, I'm, I aspire to having a podcast again and having like a, a thousand followers to me, that'd be amazing. That'd be perfect. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I don't want more than that. I mean, steady followers paying, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, Nico's coming up in this moment. So the idea of a mass media star, uh, we don't have a lot of them. We have, there are stars, but what you don't i don't see a snoop dog now that's young i don't see a dr dre that's young i don't see a uh kurt cobain that's young i don't see Whitney, sure. Whitney houston or uh i'm naming all those stars from that time that were our brad pitt is one of our last movie stars leonardo dicaprio we don't have very many of these people who are truly that are that didn't come from the legacy time you're right so nico what's it like for you the music that you get into how do you discover it why do you get into it? Is, are you influenced by influencers or whatever? How does okay, it work? I, I got you. So when I first started out, um, and this is my music journey, uh, I didn't listen to a lot of music when I was much younger because my household, it was chaotic. We did listen to rap at my aunt's house. when I, My recollection was just the mainstream rap at the time. Um, so that's early 2000s um, and 90s as well. Um, but then when I moved basically with my mom and got my first iPod, basically all she had was just rap. So she had Biggie and uh, but she, my mom is a heavy jazz head. Actually, I lied. My introduction to music was actually through jazz when my mom would be dropping my brother and I off at uh, to school. Mm. Then it uh, trickled jazz over radio, by the way. Jazz, jazz smooth jazz, you know, smooth jazz. Yeah, smooth right. jazz. My mom would always try. It's like down them. low on the dial too. It's mm -hmm. like in the eighty-seven to ninety-three yeah. range. All the community there. networks are down there. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, I hang some, high, some high schools running the channel or something. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, then, like my biggest influencer, I guess, would be like on music would be my mom. So it was rap, and uh, my father's Haitian. So when I was experiencing other music, it'd be at like a, a Haitian party and we'd listen to compa um, and a few Afro beats and a little bit of a, um, it's not compa. I'm not going to go down that. I don't know it. Um, so then I had a diversity change and like, okay, well this is like different. This, the rhythm, how they play it, the music, the, the language and all that fun stuff. It was always upbeat. Then when I got into a little bit older, my boy put me on with Eminem and I was just a huge rap fanatic. My boy put me on Eminem uh, and I did a lot of underground music via Which sound. Album? Album. Which Eminem. album? What year? What year? What year? What year? I what think was it was just, one? I think it was Marshall Mathers LP. His first LP. First one? Yeah. yeah. So I, I started to divulge in his discography. Then I got privy. I was privy to, um, Chicago artist. So then, so these are big stars, though. So you are coming up in a time when it's still the, the legacy media. Yeah, so. yeah, um, yeah. At least so the yeah, influence. A, a lot of a lot of my influences were uh, kindred around legacy, but it's also um, underground as well. My cousin put me on. It's, yeah, basically, yeah, you could say legacy uh, individuals were my biggest influences. Um, when it came to music, well, I, I was just mostly interested in the connection to the media and stuff like that. But it's it's cool that you were influenced by your mom like that and, yeah, and, and um, traditional I, music I, in your community. 
But I also see think you see that in 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 black community more than you see in white community too. Um, you see the 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 connection to culture. I think it's something that that, that is really strong amongst the black community is you, you get that influence. You find you know I, I, today I watched uh, um, watching. Um, Ray Charles and uh, who's the guy that played Ray Charles? I can't think of his name right Jamie now. Fox. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Like, I watched. I watched the the um, video of when they basically got together, and he was kind of trying to become the actor who played Ray Charles, and watched them come together, and you can see, you could see that Jamie Foxx is like, oh my god, this is Ray fucking Charles, and he just mm. gave me a hug. You know, you could see that influence and you get that. I'm not saying that, that us white people don't get that because we do sometimes, but not like the black community. That cultural influence is, is it just. And you made legal leave. I know I got rid of the black guy, but, but, but I do think that, that, that I, that that is something that is that, that from, from a white person, I want to see. I want to see that influence coming yeah, into no, my children's life. It's weird though because it's like when I like think of like black communities, like I guess in the seventies, sixties, they were like really, really close together when it came. Music was like there. Music was mm -hmm. something that was a glue that always brought them together. When I think of a, a family, uh, a white family, and like the sixties and seventies, yeah, you guys went down and like got down to the clubs and all that but like i would usually see you guys like i would imagine it picture you guys sitting at a dinner table <laughs> like like i would see you guys sitting at a dinner table talking about life lessons and things of that nature well black people came together and they're always moving it's it was a stationary thought that we always i would always attribute to black people um that i wouldn't attribute to black people um was the movement i mean but, yeah it's an unfortunate these are unfortunate stereotypes from a uh, modern times. Uh, mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. The, the, our, we, we've really been disconnected. Everything culturally is so tied up right now. Um, I'm, I'm far more concerned with dealing with cultural <clears throat> and social issues than <clears throat> trying to solve things at the government level. For sure. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, the same thing with, there are cleaner creeks and cleaner parks in this city and they tend mm -hmm. to be higher income. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't, I don't know why people relate to their own neighborhood in a trashy way who mm -hmm. don't have money. I because they've been taught to. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess. I, look, you got yeah, no, I see that. I see that in the music. I see that it's celebrated in the pop music. I mean, Kurt Cobain was somebody who died supposedly of because uh, he was junked out and supposedly killed himself, which I don't believe. But, mm -hmm. uh, but he, Courtney, a hoe. That's all I gotta say. Right now <laughs> in Philly, the people who I see wearing Nirvana T-shirts, especially the one with the yellow face and the mm -hmm. fucked up smiley face, the, yeah, all junked out smiley face. Uh, is a is black women and mostly black women uh, below under twenty, like around twenty. My age group, yeah, my age. Age. That's who I see wearing these Nirvana T-shirts these days. Yeah, and there's yeah. white kids wearing Wu Tang shirts now. Right, <laughs> they, have at, they have them at Walmart. I know. Like, you, you, I can get the, you can get all the old uh, throwbacks like Kiss. Too and bad, all I, man, man. I found a great. 
I found a Grateful Dead t-shirt at Old Navy. <laughs> at fucking Old Navy. Yeah, yeah, There's there you go. There's any band that yeah. is not Old Navy. It is kind of like kind of like the thing I said about how like all the uh, all the beatnik uh, anti-war activists work at the Pentagon now. <laughs> like it, right. Like it's this yeah. weird thing yeah. where like everything has been sold out to to bizarre. you know corporate America. But but yeah. like the 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 influence of uh, drugs, the idea of the image of drugs uh, has really been drilled through kids' heads for a long time through music, mm -hmm. and I'm concerned about that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. At first, a lot of that was way back in the jazz era uh then mm -hmm. but a lot of people were addicted after the war um then through kurt cobain and um that time and then now through trap music and stuff uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's like and then the, the you teach well it's not just that even in like the even in like the, the popular stuff it's 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 zannies and you know it's all the yeah, other yeah. stuff it's like the over-the-counter or not over-the-counter but the prescription meds that, right you know, that, that the high-end shit that's not yeah. right pharmaceutical shit yeah it's so anyway, dangerous it's dangerous yeah I, I think we have a lot i mean i didn't i don't want to sound like a square and i didn't think i would that i'd be i still think i'm fucking cool man like i know what the cool music is <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what? but it's not cool I also to give don't... your life over to a fucking substance it's a mistake that's not cool it's a mistake mm. uh it's a mistake like i was thinking about lenny i want to make some lenny find some lenny bruce quotes for you uh marcus to cut, cut up oh i like lenny bruce yeah i he's he's a real anarchist mm. um for sure and and you know carlin he, was too what did mm -hmm. he say what was i about to say that he said my brain is starting to go what sorry uh, lenny um, bruce yeah, what did he say? Oh, I forgot what he said. Shit, I lost yeah, that. You were, just talk, you were just talking about like uh, about um, how it's dangerous, you know, all this stuff with the kids oh, and everything. Yes, free speech is under attack, right? Well, I don't want. I don't think we need to. You know, I don't want to censor anybody, but I think it's dangerous mm -hmm. for the culture we're celebrating. That's mm -hmm. all. Um, but mm -hmm. like with Lenny Bruce, he got busted for the words that he chose to use on stage in mm -hmm. in a technical way, but it was mostly for his i um his ideas but what they were busting him on was purient interest what they were trying to corner him in legally was that his act appealed to purient interest well what i'm seeing today is that the free speech that all that we have left is purient interest and the rest is being <laughs> it's so awesome Absolutely. that you said that because like as you're going through that that's exactly what i was thinking i was like the, the purient the interest right now is, is sex by the way for people yes, who don't know that yes legal the, definition the interesting thing is that uh, yeah, I did uh, I did the uh, media law stuff and everything when when I went because my degrees in broadcasting. But uh, but the the flip that has happened where we've gone from Tipper Gore wanting to make sure that the explicit lyrics sticker is on all the two live cruise shit. Yeah, which was everything right? that I wanted to buy if it had that sticker. Right, right, right. exactly, exactly. No, and and look, don't don't think for one second. That that shit wasn't part of the plan either. Yes, right. I mean, like that's part of the plan too. Onyx. You tell, I think Onyx's kids, album was that sticker. Yes, tell kids, tell <laughs> tell rebellious teenagers, hey, this stuff is illegal, and they'll be like, cool. Where can I find it? Right. Um. And and so, but but now, what what's what's interesting because we talked with uh, Michael Heiss last week, and I've been having this thing because when when I had the conversation with him a week and a half ago before he came on the show is there seems to be like this this thing in like libertarian circles in libertarian culture that is if you aren't okay with 
a bunch of people coming and having an orgy on your front lawn, then you're a bigot and you are not a libertarian. And I'm like, no, like I, I can tell you that like, it's a terrible tragedy when a woman aborts her own child. Yeah. And I can also say that the state should really not be involved because it's probably not the, up. they're going to, they're going to fuck it all up. And the best way for us to approach that is by offering and being allowed to offer without being uh, ostracized for offering positive alternatives and offering people like, Hey, look, we're going to, we're going to offer you a chance to see a sonogram. We're going to offer you a chance to like, we have people lined up ready to adopt, you know, whatever, all these different, there there's so many different ways to solve so many of these problems in a more uh, voluntary. And I don't mean voluntary in the sense of like, it has to all be volunteer work. I'm just saying like, there's no force fraud or coercion involved <laughs> that, yeah. that I choose to be a part of this and to transact in a certain way rather than being forced to give money to something that I don't agree with. Like for instance, I have to pay taxes. Oh, what about the roads? Uh, I, can I just roads. pay? Can I just? Well, no. But can I just pay for the roads and not pay to bomb Yemen? Right, right. But I don't get that choice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, True. so, but so anyway, that that's where like some of this free speech stuff is like, yeah, it should be okay, even in libertarian circles, where when you go to a convention or any kind of get together, there's like seventy five people outside whenever there's a break smoking weed together. Um, to be able to say in those circles, hey, you know what? It's probably not a good idea if uh, kids are getting their hands on heroin really easily. That's a, a and great, not get called an asshole for saying that. You know, like that would great, be really cool. Um, <laughs> that, that, no, that is the the confusion most people have with the term mm -hmm. anarchy or even libertarian. Uh, I think, mm -hmm. understandably, libertarian gets a bad. Uh, it gets a bad rap because it gets a, in some cases a real rap. There's a, there's a number of people in the libertarian world that really want to leverage the state to uh, boost their corporations on some, they want so much yeah. freedom for their corporations with no recourse. To me, a true libertarian understands that if they are a polluting company, they have to deal with that pollution. If they are a, uh, if they want to fuck on their lawn, they have to deal with the, the fact that that offends their neighbor and mm -hmm. is not a, acceptable community behavior. Um, so there are these issues that and the um, neighbor can put a sign in their own yard that says, like, I can put a sign in my yard that says, Hey, you're a fucking asshole for fucking on my lawn, and you know, or, or or even even out in front of my kids. Has this been happening? Lawn. You really have no, 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 no. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, there's yeah. this weird thing where it's like, <laughs> Hey, you don't like, for instance, we have this so that they Marcus was there in New Orleans, we had the, the convention, the national convention, and there was a particular caucus that. There are different caucai, um, caucuses. Um, uh, I don't know how to say that because it's like octopus. But um, anyway, it's uh, they, you have different groups, right, within a, a political party. And they have their own voting agendas for how they want certain um, measures to go or have certain elections or anything like that. And so they'll walk around and they'll be like holding up a thing and it'll be like a big thumbs up. Or they'll, they'll go around and they'll tell everybody, you know, like whatever, you know, hold up a sign of who they want them to vote for, for a particular office. Okay. Well, there was one particular caucus. Um, is it, was it the audacious or the radical? I can't remember audacious. which one is audacious, right? Dildos. They had a, they had a double-sided dildo 
with a blue condom on one end and a red condom on the other end. And the when they held up the blue, that was vote for this. And when they held up the red, that was vote against it. You know, it's like that sort of thing. And it's like, you know, Marcus's daughter was there. She was she like was nine. Nine. You know, like at a certain point, reading the room and being respectful of other people is also part of liberty. There's a responsibility that you have to not be an asshole just because you're free to be an asshole. Yep. Yeah, it's always part of it. And if you're if you really want to be free to be an asshole, you also have to accept the idea that somebody's free to punch you in the face. Ready <laughs> <laughs> to eat for everybody. Everybody can get yeah. ass weapons. Yeah. I prefer yeah. to like talk to them and tell them that they're being an asshole. Yeah. Um, but, Most you know, people would do that. There are there are some uh, some instances where um, things escalate and uh, they feel offended. Get thrown. I mean, <laughs> the threat of street justice mm -hmm. is real. Mm -hmm. It's some more real in some places than others. But and, right. And, and how is that different than the cops roaming around and beating the shit out of somebody because they smoked a joint? Hey, how my is badge is shiny. Different? My badge is shiny. Yours is not. The worries that people have about not having the the police force, if you will, a, a, a forceful government police force, mm -hmm. that is a gang enforcing their rules on your community. Now, mm -hmm. sometimes I, my police force in my community, they don't fuck with me. They're good enough. I live in a little town. I don't. I wouldn't be able to do the kind of shit that I live my life doing in mm. Indianapolis, and and I don't hurt nobody. So right. it, it, we need to forget. For, stop forgetting that these mm. are just criminals with <laughs> guns that happen to have power. That's it. Yeah, it's. We have a lot of problems with the, the way that things are constructed. It's very. It's rotten to the core. Uh, I I believe decentralization is the is the we agree the, is what's happening now anyway. Um, quite naturally, uh, Bitcoin sure. is a is symbol for it. Mm. Um, it's like an energy. It's like an intention that people are getting behind in a massive way. Ma more and more people. It's mm -hmm. on sale right now, so go get it's some. on sale. <laughs> Although it's continue to go on sale. It, it was it's on sale, but it's still you know four three three four x where where I was a you know a year and a half Same. ago. So fuck mm -hmm. it, hey, come on. Yeah. I'll keep Same. buying. I wish I had more money. I'm not. Same. I was expecting it to hit 100k, man. I was going to do a whole. Scheme. It will hit 100k. <laughs> I will, I'm, it will. But I, yeah, I have seen with this year after this year. Sell and rebuy. Well, one of the things with Bitcoin that people miss is look at the patterns. Just type in Bitcoin in a search. Go look at the bump that they that first time that Bitcoin went through the roof. That is just a little the blip now. <laughs> but that yeah, first I know. one there was the, I used to it, stare it goes, at right go, it goes, when it went to like nineteen k and in seventeen. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It, it goes if you follow it, it goes like this: boom, boom. And then it level, it comes way down yeah. and levels out. And look at what just happened. It goes boom, right, right. boom, comes down and will level out. Right. We're gonna have another one. Yeah, we're, that is going to go over a hundred k. 
this is my prediction. I'd say that it's going to happen in about a year to a year and a half. When's the next having? Because that's the that's I don't know be when it is. That, yeah, that's when it is. Three years. No, no, yeah, another three years. years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I still Look, think it's going to hit 100k most, by by March of 2023. I'm hearing a lot in the community that nobody's um, nobody believes the four year cycle, the having cycles, are going to be meaningful the way they used to be. Um, if you look at the supply anyway, where we are on the chart, uh, we're, we're down to the very, we're squeezing out the last drops of the, of the, of the fruit. It's, well, you never, you never, because it's asymptotic, you're never going to like get, you're never going to squeeze because it keeps getting, keeps right. getting harder and harder. So like the, the, we're already down to the last few million. We're, we're just right. But the last those, those last, those last few million are going to take, it's going to take right. like hundred years. years going to take four years to get to like we're still going to have a few million you know like it's not right. it's not like it's, it keeps getting cut in half it, it's 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 decelerating how, the, how quickly the, uh, we're approaching that that 21 yeah. million if yeah. if the network survives all the way to the end of those 21 million it, it's supposed to be another 100 years why, why do you say mm -hmm. if why do you say if it survives who knows i mean we need you you have to have computers that run it you computers. have to have networks that you have to have networks that connect those mm -hmm. computers then you need uh the ability for those people to communicate and keep maintaining their network. All of civilization has to maintain itself and for another hundred years without any substantial hiccups. Yeah. And, and, and okay. they're trying real hard to destroy civilization right now. So. <laughs> yeah. As well so, as Bitcoin, I think. Right. Yeah. Well, but, I they're, but they're, they're not. I don't think, not. I don't think they're trying to destroy Bitcoin. I, I buy into the, the idea that Bitcoin is controlled. And I buy into that it is government controlling and it will be a step to a digital currency that will be absolutely controlled by government. Mm. Okay, I buy that. I understand that. I've seen the arguments and I think they may very well be right. That doesn't mean I can't profit like a motherfucker yeah. and get enough money while writing that thing. If I had bought the fucking PF thing last January, oh, yeah. Yeah. I would be so fucking rich right now yeah and they're well, evil as shit yeah pf not so much anymore because oh, yeah, uh, well, all that stuff yeah. tanked this week oh, <laughs> it all tanked. right 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 well i mean yeah, but yeah. The, the surge was we knew yeah. exactly what was going to happen but i mean yeah. knowing that the medical industry was about to make a massive come up we mm -hmm. all could have been some evil bastards. That, hey, y'all, y'all want to throw like two fifty towards you know, this? And then, you didn't what? even have to. You <sighs> at that time at the bottom of the market, right at COVID, you could double quadruple. You could have bought anything. Yeah, I mean, I bought Ford around five bucks. It's at it's like 20, twenty now. It's yeah. coming up on. It's going to hit thirty. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I it's, the, and there's opportunities right now. Is, yeah. We, yeah, no, I, there's always opportunities, oh, especially. I, in the I will say, right I will now. say this though. Like <laughs> yeah, the, I try uh, not to. I follow this two-story rule. I try to anyway. Like there has to be a reason I, I like the company, and then some mm -hmm. other aspect. Otherwise, I'm just sure. buying whatever. And if right. if one of the stories is uh, they're they're forcing dangerous medicine on people. <laughs> Worse yeah. people, I can't sure. invest in you. I can't right. invest. In right. I agree. I'm just I'm not cold hearted enough for. I'm not ruthless. Well, that's where, enough. that's where I go back to what would would Vin Armani, well Cyprian now, uh, formerly Vin Armani, said on uh, when he was on that Bitcoin uh, conversation with Hotep Jesus a few weeks back, was he was talking. They were talking about how they could have made so much money on like NFTs and on some of this other stuff mm -hmm. with like 
just like basically like swindling people out of this like pyramid scheme type stuff and everything. And he said, that's not how I want to interact with the world. Or not, or they said, that's not how I want to interact with humanity. Yeah. And yeah. so like on, on a certain level, like you have to like, because like what we were talking about last week with Michael Heiss and what I, what I wrote, I wrote an article about it this week about the seven deadly sins. Like it's excellent. It, it really matters when you come to whatever you come to, that you do it the right way. Otherwise, what makes you any different from Bill Gates or any of these other people? Like, you, what what are yeah. you, you're going to, oh, I'm fighting against them. I'm going to get, okay, you're going to become them to fight them? Like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? And you, you know, guys, I've got to take a second. I oh. have to use the restroom. I just have to. So, Who do Santa Claus drank too much? Right. I did. I did. I've been drinking a shit ton of water. You got to get it. Right, go ahead, Sean. Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead, uh, a piss kit. Yeah, um, just got to come on air with a catheter or something. Uh, anyway, uh, go ahead. Oh. You were going to say something, uh, Sean. I was just going to say. I mean, you're you you you're gambling more so. I mean, it's in a way, it's all gambling. But I definitely feel like Bitcoin is a, is a sure thing and, a, and yeah. it's here to stay. Mm. Uh, almost as much as I do gold, but uh, I'm the kind of guy I want to hold physical gold. I want to hold gold ETF. I want to hold Bitcoin and I, you know, I want to hold ammo. I want to hold all kinds of things that store value. Uh, Ammo, ammo is a great store of value and it's got a lot more immediate utility than, uh, than gold does. And it goes up in value. The worst (laughs) things are. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, That's crazy. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've got my plans for the next, Mm -hmm. well, I got my, yeah, next five years to get my, ducks in a row this year is about property and um that's what it's about this year but i was gonna just say somebody's gonna be left holding the bag right now mm-hmm. i'm you know so you can gamble with all that a lot of gamblers talk about oh i won 300 dollars at the lottery today yeah well how much did you spend the last three weeks I'm like right. you know they're like yeah you won three people don't like to talk about what they spent before they go to the casino like and it's they got a yeah they have a winnings pocket and a so and an atm how, pocket how many shit coins did you fail on right. before you finally hit one that landed so right. i'm at this point like if you think bitcoin is too expensive which is all a psychological trick i think when the, yes. satoshi, the satoshi people love cute memes satoshi is going to be the cutest meme it's going to outweigh it's going to beat doge for cuteness <laughs> the satoshi character that they're going to come up with He's going to drive that son of a bitch to a penny. A Satoshi, when it's worth a penny, then you're going to be happy you bought your Bitcoin. But um, anyway, I, so that's the trick up Bitcoin sleeve. Litecoin, though, I think is the intriguing one. You can buy a Litecoin right now cheap. Yeah. I really believe in Litecoin. And I I went into the Reddit there. I just asked them, why should I believe in Litecoin in the same way that I believe in Bitcoin. I asked mm. that this question and they gave me answers. And what I learned there is that it's built just like Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It's one of the original forks of Bitcoin. It has a fixed supply like Bitcoin. It has the decentralized systems networks. Uh, mm. It's extremely powerful. I don't see, I think those are the two that I feel safe in. 112 you- bucks a coin right now. Yeah, what you can own a Litecoin. <laughs> There's a point where 48 million people, more than that, are going to want a Litecoin, you know? Mm, true. So what do you think of Monero? And that's how many Litecoins there are. Yeah. Will be eventually. Right. Uh, Monero, I see, I don't know. 
I see, I don't get too geeky on the crypto. I got into it a little bit in the beginning, and then I got overwhelmed, and I said, man, I'm going to just wait for the crypto apocalypse. I, I think that they're going <laughs> to fall apart, and the ones that are going to be left are like Bitcoin, Litecoin, and a few others. ETH might even fall no, apart. The there will be a lot of... There's too much. There's too much of Ethereum in the uh, in the NFT space, and I actually think that that's going to be a legitimate thing. I just can't. I can't. I don't think it, it's, its value it's might fall. Much. Its yeah. value might not come up because, as a coin, mm -hmm. it, see the thing is, Bitcoin is for sure money. Litecoin is for sure money. Mm -hmm. Ethereum seems to be more of a, a system, more of a infrastructure oh yeah oh well, yeah I, backbone yeah yeah what i find about monero is it's more of a philosophy um daryl i think it was put me on to a couple videos about monero and i and uh shout out to daryl from uh from our chat but um and I, I watched it because i've been interested in monero because it is a uh privacy coin because i like to keep <laughs> my money secret and um and so I got into, and it really is, it, it's, it's what Bitcoin was marketed to be. It's untraceable for the most part. It is, um, it, it's private. Nobody's going to know that you've got it, including the government or anybody else. It's, but it's very difficult to buy here because of that. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, light went out. Yeah, I actually, no. <laughs> I actually think that Monero may actually be the future of um or at least something similar to monero to crypto or of, of crypto i just wanted to throw this is he talking about the market cap uh i don't think the word cheap applies just because the price is lower the supply times price or market cap is a better measure yeah, yeah. We're, if we're talking about litecoin it's an incredible deal right now mm. um I, monero i don't know like in terms of investment some of these I just would want to use strictly for suppose I had Bitcoin and I didn't want to trace it. I didn't want to spend it in a traceable way and somebody accepted Monero might be a great way to convert mm -hmm. over to Monero and then, um, and then spend the Monero. And that's how you have to do it. You can't, yeah. uh, you can't go, like you, my understanding, I don't own any Monero yet. I'm looking into it. Um, but my understanding is you in the United States, you can't go buy Monero like outright. You have to have Bitcoin and buy Monero with Bitcoin. Well, probably with Tether maybe or something. I don't know. Often Tether yet. is the one, but the idea of like a lot of these just being immediate exchange tokens rather than investment, uh, you know vehicles mm -hmm. and 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 i think that there there has been a lot of talk about bitcoin coming i think things can the re government can put something out and hope they can control it and sometimes mm -hmm. the genie gets out of the bottle and i wonder yeah. if bitcoin was something like that for them it might have been i and, and and i think that but i think they're going to wrap this back in i mean announcements this week about a fed coin coming out and mm -hmm. and those kinds of things <laughs> I, I i really think that the government, it, it, people, the even though I, even though though people would associate, I hope with myself that that I think government's stupid. I think that government mm -hmm. doesn't do anything well. All that stuff, but a lot of people in government are not stupid, and and you know, I, well, I think the puppet think masters that, are definitely not stupid. Yeah, they're not right. the, stupid. The, the puppets. The puppets that they choose 
are Correct. are stupid. That's why they choose them as puppets. Correct. <laughs> they 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 allow them to do their little fuck upery. Um, and because... Joe Biden is not an idiot. He may he's demented now. That's his problem now. I think he's an idiot yeah. on purpose. And I but I don't think these people are very clever. They're not idiots. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. You know. My opinion about Joe Biden, strong. Just to, they manage to, I mean, they're weak in, in, in many ways, but they have enough ruthlessness, fortitude to get right. where they are. Right. I respect yeah. the fact yeah. of where they are. You know what I mean? They just straight sure. gangsters. They know how to play the game. They are. They, they are the criminal. Sure. Gangsters. And, and my opinion about Joe Biden is pretty simple. It, it is that he is an idiot on purpose. He, it, what he, the, there is no question, no question that they see this country um, and I'm, I'm, I'm and I, 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 with it, all of its faults, with all of its flaws, it's still much better than a shit ton of places everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, the, what, what his, what they're doing. And I personally believe he is a puppet of the Chinese government in, and frankly, of, of the globalists that we would put in Europe, um, those Rothschild kind of people. Um, watch it now, watch I know. it now. I'm, I'm we trying. don't know. There's no, I don't even know who Mark is talking about. These people don't right. exist. Nope. Um, so, so, but I think what they're doing is they are trying to take down the United States and they want that constitution. I don't believe I'm with Lysander Spooner. I think that it is a, a purposeless document at this point, but they want that thought that we have some kind of free country gone. And how you do that is you get uh, you get our leader to be a complete and total buffoon so that it causes a revolution that they can control. And mm. by controlling that revolution, they take down any semblance of freedom that this country has ever thought it had. And they replace it with a um, probably a military dictatorship, not socialism. They're not going to get communism. They're not going to get all that because those systems require that they at least give a surface idea that we're that we're being taken care of with a dictatorship they don't have that problem so they take it down and then they can have their their three countries their three powers china russia and the the west um controlling the rest of the world and they want to throw us into chaos they want us to fight each other they want us to be violent they want us to attack everything that is ourselves and once they have achieved that, they can rush in and because it will be the Western powers that from largely from Europe that are going to rush in and be a savior and rescue us from that and completely and totally control us, throw away any semblance of what we might have thought was freedom. So that's what I think Joe Biden's purpose is. The problem that's what I think seceding California would do. I, di- I disagree. I don't want to get back into that conversation, okay, right. but, but, but I disagree, but, okay, right. but at the end of the fucking day, um, if they, if they manage to, to get that, get that done, I, I, I said this last week and I mean it. Rothbard talked about Ronald Reagan being the worst thing that ever happened to the libertarian movement. And the reason is because he instilled um, the faith in government back in to to people. They, you know, it, you say what you want. During the eighties, shit worked all right. That's what Joe Biden is going to be. Watch. I, I I think you're right. I I, I hate that, what, but I think that's you're what right. Sanders is going to be. I agree. But Joe Biden 
And, and and I also think that that DeSantis might be what we're looking for as a beast. Um, I, I I really worry about him. I think he's going to be a problem. But anyway, back to Biden. I think I don't that, trust any of them. Any of them? That, uh, no, yeah. I don't either. But <laughs> but I I think that Biden is projecting weakness, and he is projecting how awful the government is, and people are picking up on that. So we're not going to get. 10% of the population because of Biden that is anarchist, but we're going to get a bump and we're going to get a significant one. And once you go anarchist, you very seldom go back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that like, yeah, I never fully, I don't know if I, you could fully call me that. I, I still go like, I'm, I'm in that. I like that. You just have a spectrum. It's the anarch spectrum. Yeah. I don't, whatever the system is, I don't want it to rule over me. And as long as we all agree on that, I think we're going to tend to defend similar principles and yep. uh, things in life. And That's all that matters is as long as you can have a, a group of individuals who are uh, conscious that, uh, hey, my values are about growth and freedom. I don't care how you plant the uh, you, you, you plant your, your, your poppy seeds. But look, as long as you learned how to plant them. Cool. You can do that on your side. If you want to really learn how to grow something, you can come over here, but I'm not going to force you. It's the idea of us being able, I'll let you do you and you let me do me. And that's super fine. As long as that's instilled into people and everybody learns to get out of somebody else's life and not worry about too much of somebody. I mean, we worry about people. Yes, but we worry about ourselves as well. <laughs> Right. So as long as you've projected that I am doing the best to take care of me and you see that. So therefore, we're not going to really argue about trivial matters. Hopefully sure. not. I mean, it's um, it's uh, yeah, civil. Civil libertarian is a term I was just thinking of, by the way. Yeah. I don't know why I just wanted to drop that. That's a term. Civil libertarian. That's it used to be a very left uh, position. It's it yep. still is a left position. It's no, not. It's not. They're an obey. Yeah, it's, not a the Democrat. it's not the a Democrat. ACLU is like make these people take their medicine. Right. You it's know? not it's a like, Democrat position. It's sure. not a woke position necessarily, but it is still a Glenn Greenwald left sort of. Bill Maher. It's still that territory which I still feel like I occupy a lot. So uh, I occupy the occupy space. I was an occupy yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did, you know, I didn't, I don't try to protest much, but sometimes things come around and I feel like inspired to participate. The, the first round of Black Lives Matter protests, for sure, I was out there. Mm. Second round, I was like, this something wrong with this one. This, this is first one was felt very much more, um, organic. Uh, yeah. Real. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, but that's, that's typical is that stuff gets mm -hmm. co-opted. I think the same thing can be said for like the Tea Party stuff. Like same there were a lot of there was a lot of early Tea Party stuff that was legit and they saw it and they're like, all right, we need to get in there. We need to start co-opting it. What did they start doing? All the Tea Party candidates who were 9-11 truthers, they ran them out and didn't let mm -hmm. them challenge the the establishment Republicans because they didn't want them snooping around with once they got into Congress with access to documents and shit like that to find out what the fuck really happened um on that day in september so uh, it's it, it was it was crazy like how, how some of that stuff happens where like something starts off and it's it's very similar to uh jonesy and i were talking last week about how like sitcoms and like 
TV series start off. Like it starts off where it's like it's this yeah. thing, and they get you in there, and next thing you know, there's all this other weird shit that they start inserting into it that becomes part of the story. And it's like, why the fuck does this have to be in every story? Like, can you don't can understand? You go in? Huh? Can you go in on like a show that just takes a complete flip? Then we can absolutely. Like, I can quickly like digest ahead, that yeah. real quick. Yeah, I I be, I'm a Star Trek guy. Love Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I've been watching Discovery. Right. The Star Trek Discovery was amazing when it first started. Loved the storyline. It's in like its third, uh, third or fourth season now. It mm-hmm. there there is no white straight male character. None. Not really? one. Not a single Dude, fucking one. All and in in all it is is special effects. It looks like you know how Fox News has all that shit in the background when you go mm-hmm. on there moving around. That's what the entire fucking ship looks like. Is not even spending shit? money on special effects or anything. Right. It's, yeah, it's all like shit moving around. In it, 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 their story watching the news all the time. Right. And their storyline is gone. There is nothing. Yeah. They've got a basic idea that they're going after this Here. this weird anomaly. It Here. is they have destroyed that show with the 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 over you know the agenda. The, the agenda, yeah. yeah. And, and and I like you know I I, no, no, I agree no agenda, with with equality. Yeah. Right, right, I agree right. yeah, yeah, yeah. with all that shit. Plug there. I see it. I see the plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Um, but so and I, so I don't have a problem. Like I don't have any. I don't have a problem with any people and what they choose to do with their own personal life or anything like that. This is not about that. This is about. Imagine if every single show that you watched on tv had to have a catholic anarchist every one of them had to have a catholic anarchist (laughs) yeah and i had to tell everybody how important being catholic and being anarchist is no 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 not just a catholic anarchist but a catholic anarchotep yes catholic anarchotep yeah where's my shirt man i don't want to get spaghetti pizza sauce on it uh, but I got my shirt right here that uh, that Marcus made for for. I got for you, Chad. I got you, yeah. big boy. I, right <laughs> I, I got it right here. Wait, look, where is it? Look. Nice. You see, see that? You see that? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! We uh, we got okay. a stone. We got a stone. Come wow. shine. Yes, yeah. very very well said, uh, Sean. I appreciate that. But 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 you get what I'm saying. And and not only that, I get to say I get it's to C-Lab proselytize. I get to proselytize to people on the show as part of my role as a character. I'm not even really playing a role. I'm just the person who gets to proselytize to you and make you feel like a piece of shit if you don't endorse everything that I'm about and say that it's awesome and tell me how much you love me. And also, if you say anything negative about me, I get to go to your job and get you fired. Like, this is what this is where we are. It's like, like a sliver of the population has like this stranglehold over people to be like, oh, weird. Nah, you have to, <laughs> we have to be represented disproportionately to everybody else. Right. I'm like, God damn. Yeah. I mean, when I, in the nineties, we talked a lot about affirmative action and, you know, um, and the argument, I, you know, I didn't, I never really settled on that argument and I didn't feel like it was my argument to settle on Mm. certain things that principles that I try to follow more now, like mind your business, some issues are not my issue. Um, but yeah, it affects me if I'm, if I'm say going for a job and, you know, um, and I it, it, and I'm going up against a number of people, and I don't, I don't know. I I just don't know. I'm not too concerned about it. It's just, yeah. But but I do think that we we have a now a very weird time where it's like basic affirmative action is one thing, 
like what we had yeah now like what the the degree of social pressure and coercion mm-hmm. surrounding it uh is a whole different level to it it's yeah, this um, is even affirmative action this is like yeah you're taking you're taking like a and when i say a certain group of people i'm talking about people who like are as marcus said they they're they're just not super straight because apparently we have these other terms like you can be straight and you can be like down with like messing around with people who are um not who they were originally like uh, biologically um you know and it, and it becomes like, so super straight is you can only super straight means that you're heterosexual but you're only heterosexual with cis heterosexual people this is shit is so stupid i'm sorry it's uh, it's uh, it's like but that's what i'm saying is that like that's the sort of stuff that like you watch it and, and and we were watching uh i can't remember what show it was um uh, there was some show that we were watching recently maybe it was a my, a friend of mine and i went to see scream last night maybe it was that but <laughs> there's a there's a black cop and it was some show it wasn't it wasn't that it was a show that we were watching um anyway point is the black cop is a gay dude like it's got to be a like and it's, it's and that's the thing is it's always like the black guy. It's like look, it's same I, thing with like the the Eternals movie. Eternals, it's like, I, my, my what? Uncle, like my uncle asked me about that, so he was like, "Hey Nick, uh, you like you like uh hero movies?" I was like, "Yeah, I, I, I get down and I dabble with uh, Marvel movies." <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah." So my boy was telling me about have you seen it. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I saw it." He was like, "Okay, what's up with it?" I'm like, "It's an all right movie." I mean, I have my own gripes about it. He was like, "No, no, no." I heard that one of the Black dudes was gay, and I was like, "Yes, yeah." Isn't he like the only black dude though? He's the only black dude. <laughs> he's the only black he the dude. Only nigga. That he's the only gay. gay dude. And like, I was like, I hated how they insinuated it as well. I don't. I didn't even want. Look, I'm not anybody who uh, you do you out in this life. Um, pushing that shit is super stupid. But the point being is, is that like he was like, "Oh yeah, they they, they made the black dude gay," and. I was like, yeah, and he's not a, a lead character, so it's mm-hmm. like it's always like something on the side. He was like, okay, yeah, I ain't I ain't watching that shit. Was, <laughs> I was since like, <laughs> since but, it's on the top, this like similar kind of uh, thing, maybe. Um, Tim Dillon did a, a thing. Uh, I, I listened mm-hmm. to his show. Yeah, he's funny. Um, I've never heard of him. Oh, uh, yeah, he's been on Rogan like a bunch of times. He's been on Rogan. He brought Alex Jones on Rogan. Brought Alex Jones on. Nice. Yep. Yep. Um, but he was talking about a scene that he said that he even was like contacted to audition for. Did anybody see this Sopranos movie? That it's like, I wanted to, but I, I haven't yet. Even, I am. I intend yeah, to watch the Sopranos in the first place. He was okay. So you guys can't settle this one. But apparently, there's a character in there, and it couldn't have been Tony Soprano. But apparently no. there's a main character in there who's reintroduced early on as gay. Mm. And, and then he's like, there's a scene in there. <laughs> well, I mean, that never- pissed me off. Look, that pissed me off. If I have like privy and have the And in the show, there was never anything I alluding mean, to that. And granted, just, back then, it just was like grafting it on. Everybody yeah. was it on. straight. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, but like, Here- no, go ahead. Go ahead. Here's my here's my other thing about the Sorry. Eternals thing. That this is what's weird about that. All right, so these are like these are Eternals. They're not even human. Nope. These are like angels, and the angels just also so happen to be like 
homosexual angels. Somebody <laughs> was talking about the Muppet. Like, and he wants Muppet to settle down. He wants to settle down and start a family and have a real life. And like, you have to like go through all this other extra stuff to do. Like, it's just very, it's very bizarre and like very like pigeonholed. Like wait, it wait, has wait. to be like very, very uh, intricately woven in. I don't think everybody needs to understand the media. Uh, Everybody Mm -hmm. should understand the media better. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can't really, I don't think you can have an argument or a perspective on it. If you haven't taken in the information involved with century of self put out by Adam Curtis, if you Mm. don't watch that documentary series, fine, but you have to understand Edward Bernays and other um, stuff going along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't read Marshall McLuhan, you, you, you really aren't going to understand how your brain and how your sense of reality and your con- community uh, is connected and created by media and how. Absolutely. Yeah. So you got intentionally. Every, and, all of this is on purpose. And, um, you know, and like one of the, the media deconstruction podcasts that I was that I uh am involved with on a minute level but that's what they do on that show i no agenda i'm going to talk about it for a little bit because that is actually yeah, do it. yeah please yeah that is like a truly you know in a real way probably the most anarch show there is uh, they don't use that word they don't call themselves libertarian they don't do anything sure. like that they deconstruct the news that's what they do but their their system and what i'd like to do with my podcast in the future is um and i don't want to do it alone i want to have like a team of people mm-hmm. but uh is Works for us. they don't take they don't even do patreon they don't have any paywalls of any kind no exclusive content whatsoever mm-hmm. their producers are the um i produce meetups and then that comes turns into a one minute audio report that goes on the air but the meetups also generate community so they have meetups going on all over the world tying their community together around the uh world they uh don't take any ads they don't uh, do anything like that so i i think that it's this could be the future of media for everybody it, it takes a long mm-hmm. time we we th- we have intermediary intermediary the blah, 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 intermediaries like patreon mm-hmm. um but um you know that's just another tax right Fact. yeah like, no, ultimately you need to go to your and that's what the nation has done he's brian has taken that I, to like his own site with his own where you don't go through patreon or any of that stuff so they're not taking their cut i think the hotep's have a, a mm-hmm. probably as and every single hotep's been told you somebody drops no agenda on the in the mm-hmm, chat mm-hmm. um yeah. but well i'm uh, a big fan so um uh, well they didn't no, they no, were no, acting no, like no, they didn't uh, even know they didn't even Brian know the too. show this yeah. last no, i was I, like oh no, uncle's uncle's a big fan or not a big fan but he watches he'll watch agenda free tv sometimes uh, it's a different, different completely different speaking thing. of uncle, um, we probably look, ought to start moved moving yeah no, he's, up. He's, he's starting he's starting right now but uh no brian has had brian had uh um adam curry on and everything so it's uh but anyway go ahead continue so see, I, I think the hoteps probably have um are better or as well positioned as that show maybe not as mm-hmm. maybe they don't have as big an audience or something but they're they're about as well positioned to do this kind of community work this kind of bottoms up based uh, production mm-hmm. um and for i'm sure. all you know i'm all for that uh, i'm thinking about i'm thinking about that myself like really we 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 have enough connections just all the people that we know on twitter between just that 
mm-hmm. to have a, a whole creative agency. Factual. Sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> entirely factual. Yeah. Co- that, that's what we're building. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait, can I make a complaint real quick? I can't eat candy in peace no more because <laughs> they decided to change an M&M to a Skittle. <laughs> it's something that circulated on uh twitter i think a couple of days ago but like there's a blue skittle and this is a part of the agenda they're pushing um it's a blue skittle that said i'm not a uh, m&m or it's a blue m&m it's like oh yeah no i'm a skittle now and it's like a gay skittle or a gay m&m and i'm like Mm -hmm. what the fuck (laughs) <laughs> it's on M&M. And see, and see, that's and that's what I'm saying. It's like we we're even take we're even taking like anthropomorphized candy and turning it into something. And and that's that's but the, it's and so like, weird. Is who's do? Where is that all coming from? It's just, it's very strange because it's. I mean, well, clearly you it doesn't. If you're just deconstructing media, if you just understand mm-hmm. media, it doesn't matter per se where it's coming from. That you might mm-hmm. pick up some clues. Understanding the message so you aren't vulnerable to it. That's the bottom line. That's the yeah. thing that we all need to to work on and to help our friends become. Um, but where it's coming from, it's not a state program as far as we know. It could very well be cooked up in, in some intelligence agency or something. But we, it's not officially a state program. It's not officially no, but, a media program. But even like, the, where even the, the fuck is this coming from? Yeah, but even the official state programs are coming from their corporate and banking sponsors. Correct. And so when you start thinking about like where we are in terms yeah. of the um, like technology meeting with the human spirit of freedom and, and how that stuff was on its way to this very interesting and explosive um, coalescence. That's what this last couple of years has been. It has been a, a stripping down of that stuff and turn That's why like so many of the free speech platforms became so much less free speech over the last five years. Yep. Trump was an excuse for it. The Russia collusion stuff was a, was a another excuse for it. Facebook ads that made Trump get elected by, with fake news and all this. That was another excuse. Like all these different reasons to, to say like, wait a second, these people are talking to each other and they're believing each other and they're working together. And it might, it might actually like put a dent in us. So let's start stripping this stuff down. And I see with the with that agenda, with like the Eminem story and all that stuff, and and the Eternals thing. That's why I think it's so important that uh, we point out that it's it's it seems to be always or or nearly always the black male that is portrayed that way. Because Perry and Autumn. Because if you if you take a if you take the strong black heterosexual male father figure and you deconstruct it and soften it and then you then it start you start to see it and then it becomes a thing where it's like it's all it's all the males it's all the father you know the the cis heterosexual male is the enemy and it i I look at it and i I think if somebody's coming to bust down the door i'm not hiding behind like a chick or a dude who thinks he's a chick. I'm right. sorry. I'm just, it's just, that's, it is what it is. Like, that's not who goes to her and, and defends the homeland, you know? Right. It's, and so if you want to make, if you want to weaken somebody's homeland, you, you start, you start neutering their males. You take away the defenses. You I turn think, them into eunuchs. And that's well, the become a slave. 
At the end of the day, this is all told in the Communist Manifesto. The, the, the attack on the family is absolutely part of the agenda because they are trying to get to a tyrannical state, um, which communism is one of the, the versions of that. One of the goals is to take down the family. Mm. You have to. All right. The, all right. I'm, then it's time to be part of the resistance. Ladies, mm. <laughs> we need to start families. We're going to get some land together. Uh, that's where I'm at. I am totally trying to. That's where I'm at. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm more spiritually inclined these days the, the, to be. Uh, uh, I don't. I just want a wife. I don't. I, I want to. I want to be a good father. Um, mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I um, at some point, unfortunately, went through uh, an abortion and uh, mm -hmm. I didn't have to go through it. You know, um, but I saw, I see, I feel the pain of that now. I, f I feel how mm. I feel bad for that now, and I and I, I saw the damage that was done to the woman that I was with at the time too. She didn't see how mm. harmful that would be for That's her. Deep, man. Uh, I I don't even want to admit that here, but you know I'm not saying who it was, uh, sure. but it's like, you know, and it wasn't fully my decision, but. I think I wasn't in the mindset back then. And I was in Portland. It was a liberal mindset. Mm. Like, you're almost heralded for having the the courage to abort. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, it's now I'm like, if I had just been in the fearless mind state, the no doubt mm -hmm. faithful mind state, uh, then I think I would have been ready to go for it. Um, but there's too much ego, too much selfish behavior. But I think it's true. If we're going to resist this shit, we got to do some old school shit. We got to grow our own food. We got to mm -hmm. uh, defend ourselves and we got to take care of our own business and mind our business. That's how Factual. we're going to get out of this. Factual. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and I think it's a do that. And we can do it in a way where we're doing it from far away. We're doing mm -hmm. it from we're in solidarity from uh, thousands of miles away doing the same programs, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. we, you know, my two acres is in the forest. Yours two acres in the desert. Or we're right. we're sharing information, and we can do that now. And that's rad. I'm in the swamp, so no, I'm, yeah, I'm not really in the swamp. But everybody thinks we're in a swamp. But I, I do want to say this. I think it's really important. I, I need to point this out because I, I maybe you already understand this and feel this way. But just in case, um, I want to I want to leave this for you. Um, it's important to remember that even when there's something like that, a situation like what you what you described. Um, for whatever reason you may, we, we may feel, you know, culpable in ourselves for, for what, what happened, for what we've done in our past or, or, or allowed to happen in our past or anything like that. You have to also, uh, allow yourself some space and, and some, some grace and, and forgiveness or whatever for, um, being a victim of like, there's, this is a, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of incentive there's a lot of, um, I don't know, uh, the the way that people are conditioned to to have that focus on the the here and now, the immediate, the fear, all those things that go into a situation where, like, you know, when there's a child and you're not sure if you're ready for, you know, like that, all that stuff. That's a very complex uh, matrix to have to try to navigate and to um, to look back on it with with a level of regret 
there's nothing wrong with that, but also, you know, make sure that you don't uh, allow yourself to beat yourself up too much about it because it's, I, it, it is, there is so much stuff that goes into that, that you don't I'm have any control over myself you're a victim of. I am. I'm guilty, guilty of that. But I, I think that I'm with you. You don't have to be. You review, don't obsess. You, you, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, you're going to have to confront these things one time or another. I really believe it. I don't believe you can escape a lifetime without reviewing it. I, mm -hmm. I, I mean, that's, that's, uh, it's, sure. and it, you can't learn if you teachings. don't. Yeah, it's basically yeah, if, to pass into the gates of heaven, right? You have to, you mm -hmm. go through that review. It's the judgment. It's, there's mm -hmm. a different word, a different terminology for it, no matter what. But I think mm -hmm. the fact is, so if you don't deal with it in your life and let yourself cry, I think my skin is, it looks good at age almost 40 because I cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let it be free, man. Like, don't let any of that baggage, like, and then what, then it comes out. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think there's so much more strength. We have a, a real problem right now in, uh, of like, of looking at, tears as a as a or or going through understanding your insecurities insecurity has been at the root of this whole issue of doubt nico and i should have talked more about it today yeah uh but um maybe we are, time. we are trying to wrap it up but it's like insecurity dealing with that is painful and you're gonna cry you're gonna deal with your insecurities christian already talked about this a lot this uh insecurity is like at the root of so many things and um i think we found our next topic yeah we could do a whole hour on that for sure but like it's <clears throat> we do not recognize the strength the the feminine male the feminine masculine balance uh we don't recognize the strength of uh of giving in to those emotions and understanding what's behind them and then sacrifice and then, yeah sacrificing the, those in a way, sacrificing actually those uh, the past self or whatever it is that's um, traumatizing there or, or whatnot. Um, uh, it, the, what they call, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, but it's like you, you are is, crossing. You do cross through something. It's a rite of passage of, uh, in a way um, uh, to mm -hmm. get, and it, it, leaves, it leaves something behind and it, and it opens up space for something new. To, to grow to for, for growth basically um, somehow i don't know what it is because i've intellectually grappled with certain insecurities or traumas or something mm -hmm. but not until i like go through the pain the yeah. suffering and this is why buddha is my teacher because he, he really gets you to embrace suffering like don't worry about it don't be afraid of it mm -hmm. uh it's a part of you it's 100 a part of you 24 7 365 so you might as well understand it and mm -hmm. um and by understanding it, you will find liberation and god well sean gems i gotta say mm -hmm. um and thank you for for coming on thank you for talking to us I, i've enjoyed this i think these guys have enjoyed this i do want to make one comment about the suffering thing i get buddhist point i understand that but i'm gonna i'm going to add to that a quote by alistair crowley and that is existence is pure joy. All the sorrows are but as shadows. They pass and they are done, but there is that which remains. And the thing that remains is God. And what we need to do ourselves is devote ourselves to the things that are good in our lives, devote ourselves to our family, to our God, 
and to our freedom as we move forward. And I am very thankful that you're out there as an ally, brother. And mm-hmm. um, I guess for me, me that's that's what I'm here to to do is build allies. We're same here. We're we're on this uh, journey together. I do. That's something I can agree with Crowley on. Uh, I had a great time. I probably agree with him a lot more, but you know, I struggle. Uh, it's all right. Another time. Talk about, that's like his. You know. Oh yeah. There's so much more. Yeah. Another time. Uh, but yeah, it's been great. I've really had a great yeah. time talking with all of you guys, and um, we'll, and have chat on. I will have chat. On. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm don't have to. I'll just mess with you, bro. Well, I would love to. I'm not trying. I was not trying to grift my way on. So it's. Uh, uh, I am. I've been taking a break from the live streams. I only did like six or seven. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do another batch here soon. I also okay. am going to go out on vacation for a couple of weeks, so I probably won't do any there. Right on. Maybe I'll try to do something in person. Uh, I'm going to end up meeting somebody. I won't talk about it now. Somebody, I don't know if you know, Marcus, I'm going, we'll talk about it after we get off the air. Um, but anyway, it's been great. Uh, Nico, it's been fun talking with you on Twitter too and stuff like that. So. Yeah, we got, like I said, after the show, we'll, we'll parlay on some stuff. Yeah. All right, everybody go check out, uh, uncle Hotep factor. Sean, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Sean, we appreciate you. What's that? SeanOngly.com. SeanOngly.com. Yeah, there you go. Check out my man. Thank y'all, thank y'all for joining works. us. Uh, we're going to send y'all over to uh, Uncle Hotep Factor. He's he's live now. So, All right. as always, Marcus, tell them. Stay free, my friends. In the morning. Sure.